up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Kelly Warrior Shane. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks. I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WOTR the show. With me today, we got Miss Amanda Jane. Say what's up, Miss Amanda Jane. Miss Amanda Jane. <laughs> I'm still coming coming off of this cold thing that I got going on. So Ooh. for me, sure it's not allergies. I it's not allergies, uh, and it's not COVID. I've tested several times. Okay, uh, but I do have this kind of like uh, it's like a cough syrup tea type deal Vicks Minx uh, I have that with some rum in it I had that yesterday and I, between yesterday and today it's been night and day I feel like my body thrives off booze I think so I don't know how mm. you survived those months when you weren't boozing yeah yeah when I'm sober it's uh yeah I get weaker I get more lethargic oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's bad news. Uh, what are you drinking over there, man? Man. Well, right now to start, I've got regular Coke in the can, but that will progress because I am going to do alcohol popsicles. But you have to have oh. dinner before you have dessert. So we are rocking some ribeye and bread. Bread. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, we've been gone for like I feel like it's been weeks. Has it been one week or two weeks? I feel like I haven't been on in a long time. It was one week. And it, it was, was one week, but also it was like... It felt forever. Yeah, and we it missed so nice. much because of the days that we went on afterwards. Fucking Forbidden Door, Blood and Guts, Dynamite, NXT, Great American Bash. American In that same time when we came back, we had like two SmackDowns, two Raws, Money in the Bank. We had a live event. I was like... When I was like kind of clocking in today to do the stuff I do with the with the newsletter site... I was sitting there and I was like, honestly, have I been gone like two weeks? Because I feel like I'm like two weeks behind. And they're all like, no, you're you like a week. And I was like, mm, yeah, I really feel like it was two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's only a week. Only a week. Only a week. Yeah, if you have Stackhouse in the chat, Stackhouse! Woo! 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 I keep... Dude, Stackhouse, I am like, uh, first of all, I... first question, are you in the new... I keep... um? I keep my Stackhouse trading card right here on the desk so I can write it off of my taxes. Nice. But are you in the new deck? Because they brought out a new deck. What was One the event? Oh, God. See, again, like... Because it's usually based on the event, and I, it would depend on if you're supposed to be in the event or not. Uh, but all at the same time, I thought it was stupid they didn't put it on here, but this, is, this I believe, is the rookie card. It's the first card he's ever had. So I don't know why you wouldn't yeah. put a little rookie on the side of it or first time first trading card unless there's yeah. an older trading card he hasn't told me about uh, he does say though his body is the same way except with thc if he doesn't have it his body starts to shut down i'm telling you that's <laughs> so what it is that's so what it is yeah, that's that's a lot of them that's a lot of them yeah. but yeah let us know if you're in a new deck of cards because uh we might be interested uh yeah, just in time coming through saying shirt. cheers cheers justin yeah i need you to need snag a, a stack shirt i've yeah, got a few now you do? I think I even gave one to Clunk because I had so many. 
Oh, wow. So, no, because that would be, yeah. if I can get it before GCW, I would totally rock that at GCW. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stackhouse said he didn't even Janela know he was, was in like... that deck until a fan asked him to sign it. Some fan walked oh, up and wow. said, hey, can you sign this card? He's like, what card? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no. No. I know. Yeah. I, I'm so like, I, I want to wear my Raiders Janela shirt because, you know, it's only yeah. fitting. However, you know, he was like, he's like, why'd you have to wear that? And I said, because they were here. They'll always be the Oakland Raiders to me. He goes, I didn't make any. I didn't think that people would be, well, she had that shirt. I'm like, you got to make some. Yeah, you know, bring it back just for just for that show. Yeah, yeah. Also, also uh, give Stackhouse a follow. He he lost his Oklahoma title, or Texas title that he had, loco title. He lost it, and oh, he's gonna try and get it back. Uh, I think he should have it. I think he deserves it. Uh, and he did yeah. say that's exactly what happened. I thought he made it himself. He thought someone made a trading card, and was like, "Oh, how nice!" And then <laughs> so good, so good. Maybe it's like I had a buddy. I have a buddy who's a, a musician. He was a DJ, and he went out to Europe, and he was there, and there was a poster of him, and he was like, "Where did that picture come from?" <laughs> He's like, "How did you guys get it?" And I don't remember taking it. So. That's the new thing to do is make you know trading cards of some of the indie guys. You know, perfect. There's a guy out there, Cage FX. K-A-G-E. I follow him on Instagram and Twitter. He designs his own cards all the time. So much so, they were so good. Uh, the time that I went to go meet Tessa Blanchard, I didn't have anything for her to sign. I went on his Instagram and, like, pulled up a couple and thought about printing off little mock cards to have, have signed because the designs were just so good. But um, she had 8 by 10 so I just went with that. Uh, so, Yeah. <clears throat> It's good to be back in the dive bar with my drinking buddies. We may or may not get a shakes tonight. We never know we're going to get shaked down. Uh, what was it? What was it attitude? I don't know if you remember, but the new ray gun is going strong. I did not miss that. Oh, man, I lost audio. can't hear her, and I don't think she's happy about the fart. Yeah, I did. I'm back. I farted out my audio, guys. But I'm back now. Were you using that yesterday? I did use or it yesterday. Little... You did or not? I did use it yesterday. Well, I've also okay. taken to uh, going between using it and not using it and seeing uh, producer lady can pinpoint which ones are which. She hates that game. That's a bad game. <laughs> I, I'm already like, no, that's a horrible game. <laughs> what do you don't want to play that game. Uh, no Clump tonight. We are an empty litter box. Clump is uh, out of town. He's on a little staycation excursion a few hours away, and I told him not even to not even think twice about it. So, um, yeah, good times, good times. Yeah. Well, anything you wanted to uh, throw out there before we kind of like get well, get get into some of it, or? Well, since you me mentioned Tessa Blanchard. Mm -hmm. She's resurfacing. She I mean, is. I, I, I love Tessa Blanchard. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry, but let let me go there because I'm gonna I'm gonna go there here and bring this. Can you always do. It. Yeah, I always do. So you always show up with a can of worms. Been, yep, can and worms. <laughs> That's all I need. The can of worm would be even better, but you know, mm. I digress. No, 
a lot of people say that you know they don't want Tessa around because she's got a bad attitude. Mm. And you know, I mean, I I, I kind of get that because women are bitchy. You know, mm. we you know, I mean, sometimes you put a bunch of us together and it's like, oh no, you know, whatever. I mean, because she she knows she's like great, and mm. you know, and there's a confidence you, you carry with that. You know, I mean. And I don't know. I mean, because she's worked very hard. So I remember when she first started, she was. Not, that's not true. That's got to be a. That's got to be an interesting balance, especially with like younger talent who may not be as trained or as as mm-hmm. polished by any means to have that yeah. the that back and forth of like she thinks she's better than us. Uh, it might be confidence because she is. I mean, that's yeah. probably true for other people too, not just her or anything. Stamp Stackhouse well, says she's an alpha. Yeah, like. Yeah, totally. You know, one hundred percent, hundred percent. I've never had you to know, work with her in a locker room, so I'm not defending or proclaiming. I'm just saying, like, I'm not either. Theoretically I'm not either. understandable. And a, yeah. And as a fan, I've met her, and she's always been really, really cool. And, you know. Mm, she was really nice. And it's like, hey, she's totally nice. Like, people are like, God, she's not as bad. I go, I don't know why people think that, you know, she would be. Um, it's just, she's, if you watch, you know, things from, I mean, if you watch, um, what was it? Uh, WrestleCon when they were in San Jose, she wrestled Havoc in that match. I think they, I can't remember, it wasn't a dark match, or maybe it's the opening. I, I can't remember, but it's on there, and you can see how she's developed from that to what she is now, and that's yeah. pretty damn spectacular, you know. And especially because you think that, oh, you know, my father is Tully Blanchard, and you know, you have that gene in you because people don't always have that, yeah. So Anyways, but with people with attitudes, this is the thing. I don't understand how some people, and this is newsworthy, some people have clearly an attitude, but they're allowed to go places and not be shunned. For mm. example, yep. CM Punk. Yep, I've heard nothing but negative and I, stories and about him. He, yeah, and okay, I, I'm going to go there. There must be a slow bit of news because Sean Ross Sapp brought up, you know, Cabana, you know, almost being kicked out of Ring of Honor. And I think we did say this on an episode on episode one. I, I know it was I episode did. one. No. Yeah, I believe it was. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, is it that slow that you have to do that? And it riled a lot of people up. People no. were like, I don't understand why anyone went to bat for him. And then people were like, yeah, punk's an asshole. What the fuck? Some people are like, they need to be grown men and, you know, whatever. So my thing is this. Okay. I told y'all so, mm-hmm. all right? That is never, that's the only way that you can ever squash that is just let them fucking, you know, you know, falls count anywhere, fucking just beat the shit out of each other. And if it means one has to die and that's how you get the winner, then fuck, <laughs> just do that. Because there's so much pent up. This is Sparta match. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I'll be there. You can use me as a weapon because I'll beat the shit out of Phil. I don't give a fuck. But, you know, I think that it's kind of ridiculous. Now, I do have more on that story. Go I ahead. do know of four others. Besides the Young Bucks who came to speak up for, for Colt. 
there's probably another probably another it's probably double what what i had discovered was so, it qt and somebody in dark order yes that would be my but guess. there's other there's four others on top of that that i'm not saying there's not a ton of people who should or could yeah. i'm just saying if yeah. i had a venture guess that that's those would be yeah easy correct easy pitches correct but one is one person kind of shocked me mm-hmm. and i thought well okay but i don't know if i can name names so i'll just let to. you guys figure it out um it's kind of a faction not really it's all good all good anymore uh but yeah. Stackhouse says she doesn't play person... from what I've heard, and then Stackhouse does say also, Punk introduces himself as Phil, and it was weird as shit to me. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, when I met uh, Xavier Woods, he introduced himself as Austin, mm-hmm. and I was like, you're not Stone Cold. Like, what's this? <laughs> it really threw me off. I know, meeting, meeting Miro the first time, because I don't, I don't think his real name is even Miro. Because uh, he, when he told me his like name, Miroslav. yeah, Miroslav, yeah, that's exactly what it yeah. is, and that's what he said when he introduced himself to me, and I was all like, "What?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Can we just go with Rusev?" Like, it's, I'm already preconditioned for it, and it's easy. I'm only gonna see you this one time, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, don't, and people don't a... go up to, you know, people don't go up to these guys thinking you're smart and, oh, yeah. and gals. And calling them by their, you know, government names. No, yeah, I don't like that. I'm stupid, and I like to play it off that way, too. Like, look, I don't mind calling you the executioner if I have to. There's a guy locally. I still call him Mm -hmm. Iron Manzi. He's been on the show. He was on episode one, I believe. Uh, Mm -hmm. I still refer to him as Iron Manzi. And every time I'm talking to somebody who also knows him, they use his his shoot government name. Uh, I get confused for a second because I just... I'm more preconditioned to go by nicknames anyways, just from kind of all the different jobs I've had that have been kind of nicknamed-based almost. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so for me, it was, like, easier for me. And plus, especially in the wrestling world, like, when you hear the old-timers talk about their old friends, they are almost mm-hmm. always referring to them under one of their gimmick names. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, even Jeff Jarrett still refers to Sean Waltman as Kid. Yeah. Because when he was introduced to him, he was the Kid. Like, because there's a part of your conditioning that's like, well, if I call him this now, then I won't call him something else on TV. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reality to that. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I fall into that same line, but I'm also, uh, I like kitschy shit. Military. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I will say this, like, because we're yeah. talking about. Military is the same, yeah. Phil. Cole. Don't go up to him and, and call him Scott. Please don't. Okay. Even the all the wrestlers. Call him Colt. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's part of his last name. But don't call him Scott. Come on, people. No, yeah. I would I would I walk up and I would go boom boom into the room. That's what I would do. Yeah. Now me <laughs> I've gotten very mad at him before and I've called him by his whole name. And he was shocked that I knew his middle name. And I'm like, You told me once, remember? And then he's like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't have done that and I go Yeah. You should because you know that's how I'm gonna use it. Like, kind of <laughs> I will only use it for evil. I will only use it for evil because it's a government name, and you hate that shit. And you know you've done fucked up yeah. if I have to do, do that. Yeah. Damn yeah. it! But you know, then there's easy ones like Marty is Marty. Well, 
Joey Janela is Joey Janela, Joseph Janela, you know, same yeah. thing. Well, but you know, yeah. So respect people's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But to get back on topic a little bit, it is a little bit interesting when you think about the people who um, get a pass and those who don't because uh, there is just no chance in the world that everyone backstage of every show is actually just – I mean as Rhonda said, uh, what did she say? It's all burritos and handjobs in the back? Cupcakes mm-hmm. and hand jobs. Like, I mean, it's not what's going on. Like, there are jerks in the back of everyone. Like burritos. And some, some people. Like burrito. Burritos is better. Uh, yeah, burritos. But some people are getting a pass, some people don't. There's people who everyone knows is going to be kind of a jerk to you if you bump into them. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But other people, they go, well, they sound like a jerk, so I want them gone. Like, it does seem like there's an inconsistency there. Um, yeah. And there's probably that's varying also... degrees and reasons, but I don't know. Well, here's the I'm other not thing. That smart. When AEW started, one of the biggest things that all the wrestlers... Now, I wonder if this was all hype that Tony makes them say. Because I'm really questioning him. And they used to say, oh, we love it at AEW because backstage the environment, there's no drama. It's so comfortable. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then you have this. And on the record with those guys... Cole has never said anything or referred to him at all when he's mm-hmm. been on television, even though, yes, it was limited. It's been limited. Never Very said limited. anything. Whereas Phil has said it quite a few times. We'll mention pe- certain people, and he has this fucking look on his face, and I'm like, I know who you're talking about. Most people are dumb who watch AEW, so they're not going to know. But you know, it's the truth. I know who you're talking about, and you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, Tony, it's like you knew what you were getting into when you paid Phil all that money, you know. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of, I wonder, like, people, because you don't hear people say that anymore. That, oh, the vibe is great backstage. You don't hear that anymore. And I'm like, so who brought the toxicity in? Is it because maybe Cody left and whatnot and people just kind of are, you know, doing their own thing? Or is it because, you know, like Phil's a problem? I don't think anybody else on that roster is a problem. Yeah, there's probably more people who aren't problems than are problems, but there are people who get passes. Uh, Stackhouse does say, I've only met a couple people so far that weren't super cool. Those, uh, Those two weren't even bad. They just weren't, they were just not as cool as everybody else. Uh, and dude, and I've been in little shitty fucking VFWs here where, like, honestly, there's, you can count how many people are actually cool. A lot of them are total Wait, assholes. Not... Wait a minute. What? Stackhouse, was Colt Cabana not cool with you? Do not make, do not make me. I will... Why would you say Colt Cabana? He didn't say Colt. He just said two oh, people oh, were know, not I that don't... bad. Oh. You never, why are you, why are you trying to put heat on Stackhouse and Colt? This is, I'm not that's bogus. Me. No, Stackhouse has I'm no not. heat with Cole. I'm gonna squash the beef right here, calling it right down the middle. There's no issue okay. between Stackhouse and Cole Cabana. No. But if Cole Cabana comes after Stackhouse's loco title, he's you better fault. believe he's gonna I'll get. I'll take care of it. Yeah, Stackhouse, I'll take care of it. Trust <laughs> me, I will take care. Sam Roberts versus Stackhouse. That's a good point. Sam Roberts and Sam Stackhouse should have a match, though. Yes. 
Battle of the Sams. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's no other Sam, is there? No, but we'd have Sam Stackhouse against Sam Roberts, and then quotations, it would be Tiny House. You know what I mean? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Although right. he's putting on a little bit of weight, he's been he's been he's been bodybuilding, coached by Mark Henry. So we'll see. Good luck, Stackhouse. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, and I will say this <clears throat> is that um, is that yeah no no so. So oh, Sackhouse says, I met plenty of indie dudes that are dicks. He goes, all the people with names are really cool. Um, and he does say, I got to talk to Sam and to Hammerstein. I know, dude. I told him to find you. Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, that time that Sam Roberts referred to Stackhouse on his podcast as some fat kid, I fucking messaged Roberts right away. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. You're going to talk about Stackhouse that way? And he's like, my bad. I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Stackhouse is a goddamn legend. He's a national treasure. He is okay through and through. Yeah, there are certain dudes that they've kind of big league you, Stackhouse. I I can take care of that. Well, he's saying the big names have been really cool for the most part. The indie dudes, and I'll say that so far as I can tell. Those mid carters. Those mid carters. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling in my bones. Who it could, who people could be. Oh, that'd be really funny to have you come up with a list of people who you haven't met, but assume are probably assholes. And then we'll go through the list and <laughs> see if we can't contest well, it. <laughs> you know, you know, people, I try to convince them that Ocean Spray is an asshole. Yeah, but it's believable. They don't think so. But I'm like, he is an asshole. Did you see Ask that clip going really around? Mean... He knocked out that dude. No. What what are you talking about? He posted his own clip where he like elbowed a dude in the oh, back he, of the head. The dude kind of fell down, and then he was like crushing the guy's head with the elbow, and the ref had to stop him. And what a dick! He's either no. really good or really bad. Like I can't tell because really bad. Yeah, you know, it looked a lot like that dude was out, out, and just getting, getting you know why hits to the lower part of his head. Yeah, you know why I didn't see it is because he's blocked me. I've been blocked for at least four years. Oh, perfect. So this uh, with Ocean Spray is not new. It's nothing yeah. new. Uh, Stackhouse says that was brutal. Yeah, dude. When I saw it, I was like, I watched it so many times because I was like looking for any indication that the person being hit was aware of what was happening in their life. Not. And I was like, this guy's either real good at selling or Ocean Spray is a real dangerous human being and not like the cool, like, ooh, not, not like not like Iceman or Maverick in Top Gun where he's like, you're dangerous. And he's like, ooh, yeah, ooh. And they almost kiss because they're like, ah, you know. Not like that kind of dangerous. Like, he will literally take advantage of your body if you're out cold. Like, the idea that someone would continue to strike someone who's unconscious is a medical danger. <laughs> like, yeah. But, I don't know, man. If it was a cell, then fuck yeah, dude. No, uh, I don't think it was. Just hearing about I don't know. It was, I don't know. Well, there have been times when he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And the person who knocked him out didn't continue yeah you're, you're supposed to stop yeah, even current genesis even ufc they stop yeah marty knocked him the fuck out and he stopped but then again marty is a decent human being uh stackhouse says the one he gave young nick wayne was absolutely brutal as hell yeah uh well, it's fucking nick wayne look how tiny nick wayne is come on yeah i, I feel like nick wayne would be easy to knock out i feel like i could do it 
Yeah, him and the other one who looks like he's easy to knock out too is Starboy. Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, he looks like he yeah. would, he looks glass jaw as fuck. That's I a mean, good point. I know he's he's bulked up a little bit, right? Yeah, and, but he still but got he's like still... he looks like he's got a soft jaw. Yeah, his mom has to toughen him up. She runs a boxing school. That's where they actually, I think, have the academy, the West Coast Pro um, Academy out of. So, huh. yeah, she needs to. Yeah, yeah, toughen him up a little bit. Get some hair on that yeah. chest. Stackhouse says that Starman Chuck now. So yeah, he might not be Starbar Charlie anymore. He's Starman Chuck, which Starman Chuck, oh, which yeah. is much better than what the Young Bucks did, which was remained the Young Bucks until they are clearly balding and old. They actually and they're still commented like, about that before. Did they? What they say? Early B. Oh, you know, I did. Beat. Yeah, I saw them talk about how it was going to be an issue one day. That's a very, they had one, I think, on Colt's podcast, too, where they were talking about it. Like, And this was way before all the hype. I mean, mm-hmm. this was just like when they first started that decline. So mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode it is. Man, he's on like over 400, almost 400 now that I'm like, whoa. I can't believe I've listened to every single one and some of them more than once. So. Yeah. But yes, so, Colt's man people, good peeps. Phil can fuck himself. You know, um... I don't like hearing that, okay, you're going to, you know, you, we resigned you. Yay. And then all of a sudden, because remember I had said on episode one, I thought it was odd that I didn't know Colt had a match at Super Card of Honor. Mm-hmm. Had I known, I probably would have like tried to go because they really want, I really wanted to go because yeah. one, I've never seen Janela Spring Break. I was supposed to see it twice now. And I'm like, yeah getting a little heat from Janelle about that but you know I mean just shit like that and you know the stuff that the collective does so but next year I'm all in baby LA yep, yep. I hope you're there Stackhouse hope you're there because that'll be awesome uh, Stackhouse does say I think two has been my favorite person so far dude is scary as hell and the sweetest dude at the same time dude 100% dude, when we met him it was the same thing we watched him in a match that night, and I was like, good lord, like, fuck that, dude. He just ripped people yeah. in half if he wants. And then when he saw yeah. us, we caught eyes, and he was like, he stopped and smiled and was like, get over here. And, like, came over and made us get yeah, pictures awesome. and stuff. And, yeah, he was really chill. He was and just, awesome. Yeah, he was just chopping it up for a while. Fuck, him, Hammer, awesome. uh, um, Hammerstone, Hammerstone, very similar, terrifying dude, and couldn't be nicer. He's the type of dude yeah. who, like, like... I would say he's the kind of friend, like kind of dude who would help you fix a tire, but he would like just help lift your car while you fix your tire. You know what I mean? You just move it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. You know who uh, I've heard is like kind of. Uh, oh, and Nick Gage. Oh my God, he's amazing. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. despite that scary, you know. Yeah, he's super nice. Yeah, that scary aura. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Nicest dude. Nicest dude. He'll have your mm-hmm. back because that's what he fucking does. MGK yeah. all fucking day. Yeah. Anyways. He signed my drawing I did to him and asked me if he could keep a copy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had yeah, an extra you copy. Gotta, you gotta love, gotta love him. Actually, pretty much almost all those GCW dudes are pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I can't pretty think nice. of pretty nice. that, yeah. Well, speaking of birthdays, the yeah. NWO had a birthday today. They're 26 now. Oh. Too sweet. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. 
Whoop, whoop. Again, thank you, whoop, whoop, people that don't. I like the debates I was seeing about it today, which is just funny to me. People saying, like, overrated, or I don't want to get, oh, this turned out, you know, bad in the end. And it was just like, just be happy a cool thing happened one time. Yeah, and you know, I you just people, so funny to me. Yeah, you people, it's like, come on now. You're like, oh, this is stupid. But you know what? You guys are the first fucking people to go out there. Oh, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Uh, any other birthday shout-outs? We've been gone for a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, Joey Janela's birthday was this last weekend, so happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Happy bad birthday boy. to the bad boy. The bad boy. Uh, let's see here. Gosh. Uh, who else? Dan Severin happy birthday. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wrong thing. I'm on the wrong one. Hold on. Ah! What the hell? Uh, Hitman. Brett the Hitman Hart. Happy birthday, man. Oh, yeah, Bret Hart. Best there is, best there was, best there will be. I met Bret Hart one time. Did you break it? No. Is that the pencil? I'm trying to see if there's chip on the lead now. Oh, great. The lead may have been slightly chipped. Oh, my God. I have Pat McAfee's pencil. Why didn't you put it in a, in a glass case yet? I, why not? I haven't put it in anything yet. I just put it up on top yeah, and get it out like of the that's, way. That's I'll put what it over you here get. And... That's what you get. It's all good. I, it's Pat McAfee's pencil for anybody watching. I just dropped Pat. When I was at SmackDown, I was sitting behind Pat McAfee, and we got his pencil after the show. Um, it just fell. So. No, no longer mint. <clears throat> um, I'm shaking my head. But Bret Hart, I met Bret Hart. First time I met him, uh, uh, producer lady got me the ticket when we first started dating. She was out of town because she was in the Navy and didn't live in the same state as me anymore. And uh, got me tickets to go see Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. And I, and Anvil. He was with Anvil. And uh, um, I get to the front of the line and they kept like, Brett stayed like two hours later than he was supposed to because they kept like trying to cut the line, cut the line kind of a deal. And they cut it like right behind me. And I was like, thank God, I'm going to squeeze in the end here. And as they were going, Brett's kind of like looking at the line. He's like, keep them coming, keep them coming. Like, they're like, but you have to go. You're going to like miss your flight. He's like, I'll get a different flight. Like, fucking forget it. Like, he just was super nice. I want to make sure everyone had an opportunity. And I get up to the front and it was like, I had almost like blacked out almost. Like, it was like everything got weird. And I just looked at him. I just went, "You're the first hero I ever had," and I couldn't believe what was happening. I couldn't believe I even said it. I never even thought about it in those terms, but being face to face, it just kind of like came out of me. And he like smiled at me, and he asked my name, and shook my hand, and it was cool. We talked for like a minute or two, but yeah, really nice guy. Awesomeness, <clears throat> awesomeness. Oh, and then um, other cool birthdays that we're celebrating. Um. Hillbilly Jim, now that's a really nice man. My God, Hillbilly ever, Jim? I, yeah, we talked to him for like two hours. We sat there and we were just talking with him and he shooting yeah. shit. And he was like, I, told him, I said, I have to tell you. I said, when I was a child, because you know my brothers had the LJNs, and you know, I kind of was forced to play with them. I'd always yeah. pick out Hillbilly Jim. Why? Yeah. Because he looked, always looked so happy and just, you know, yeah. full of life. And that's why I picked him and they said so he was like really that's really interesting I said yeah I said 
you know, as much as there were people that I loved, I always gravitated toward the bully Jim. So, cool story right there. So happy birthday, dude. Uh, let's see here. Two days ago, it, it was Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. His birthday. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, mm. think of that what you will, you know. I mean, hey. Uh, speaking of NWO, Kevin Nash. Yeah. His birthday's coming up. Uh, same as Shelton Benjamin, Andrew Everett. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Tyson Kidd. Mm-hmm. A lot of good birthdays up in here. Um, now, one, I forgot to prep you on this one. A certain masked luchador that is from Tijuana is celebrating a birthday. So Stackhouse mentioned that on this one. So we're going to double back on a couple of these. Stackhouse says that his birthday, Brock Lesnar's, Sami Zayn, and Bill Cosby's are all on the same day. Stackhouse amongst the greats. Uh, so happy birthday to all them. Which I thought was funny because oh, my birthday yeah. was the second, which is the same birthday as Bret Hart, Scotty Tuhati, and Charles Robinson. Mm. Which is awesome. Uh, I actually got to bump into Charles Robinson when we were at the SmackDown taping. Uh, and I got him to sign my ref jersey that's signed by um, Tommy Young. And so now it's signed by Tommy Young and Charles Robinson. And super nice guy. Absolutely awesome. And I'd made mention about how I was in town because of my birthday or something. And he gave me a look for a second. Oh, here's the other thing. When I went up to him, I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me or not. Um, I was like, it's cool if you don't. And he was like, what was your name again? And I said, Marsh. He goes, oh, from Wrestling on the Rocks. And I was like, what? <laughs> so good. So Most friend of the people. show. Yeah, friend of the show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he signed but it and he was cool. super nice. And uh, yeah, so we share a birthday. So, um, so he sent me a birthday, birthday message that day. Yeah. Yep, we sure will we'll live it up. No, no, I'm saying we'll on my birthday, up. Robinson sent me a message. Said, Happy oh, birthday. oh, 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 really oh nice. sorry. Yeah. But we got his... You got to celebrate Stackhouse himself. Oh, yeah. We're going to celebrate Stackhouse's birthday. Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Yeah. The Olayist. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good day. I, unfortunately, have... Oh, did you know that um, Hurricane Helms has shared your birthday, too? Stackhouse? I don't know if you mentioned that. Mm. I don't think you did. So there's another one to add to your list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good, very good. That's FYI. Nobody's on my birthday. I got weird celebrities. I got <laughs> Chuck Berry and Neo and the tennis lady, Martina Navratilova. Oh, and Zac Efron. That's it. Yeah. Nothing that would oh, that's be funny. my gone right now. Yeah. yeah. And then your, your, your boy, Xbox, having a birthday. So happy birthday to you. Yep, that's coming up on the 13th, I believe. Mm-hmm, yep. It yeah, sure my is. sister's got the same I'm birthday. Watching. Oh, nice. There's one that's on the 14th I'm not going to mention because he's a dick. He injured my knee. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, fuck you for your birthday, dude. But Jeff Jarrett is having a birthday the same day on the 14th. So, happy mm. birthday. Very good, very good. And, that, and then that is pretty much it unless... You know of somebody else that is... Oh, wait a minute. He's going to fucking kill me. Do not tell him I forgot. Ohana. My Ohana, Jeff Cobb. Happy mm. birthday, dude. 
And, you know, honestly, yeah. like, I want him to overtake, not because I hate Ocean Spray, but his promo skills have been so amazing as mm. of late. And I really, you know, I'm enjoying that. So, um, happy birthday, Jeff. Sorry, no. I forgot to mention that. Sorry. No. No. Um, Jake Chris has a birthday and just making sure, nope, that's for next week. And yeah, that's it. Good, Happy good. birthday, people. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I wish this well, was like, I wish these birthday sites were like Wikipedia because then I would go and put that house in yeah. on the floor. Just update them all. And people would go, who the fuck is that? Well, I don't know who the fuck some of these other people are. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I think well, we're go. ready to go into Yeah. So, fuck you, well, Joe, again. There's and, a couple. Hold on. There's a couple things that happen news-wise uh, in in the world of it all. Uh, Ilya Dragunov yeah. had to vacate his NXT UK title. Why? So um, some kind of injury that's going to have him out for a bit. Uh, he's not like CM Punk. He's not just going to take the belt with him and walk away and come back whenever he feels like it. He's giving it back to the show. So um, mm-hmm. Ilya's giving it up. It makes me wonder who's going to be poised to be in the next the next champion because he was some come off some dominant. NXT UK is so uh, uniquely building their their stars their champions to be these massive forces like they get their long term champions and they just they feel like they belong on top and need to be there i wonder if they go back towards tyler bate he hasn't been champion since the beginning you know what i mean it's been years now maybe it's time for him to come back on top and, and maybe do another run so we'll see we will see Speaking um, of, you know, NXT UK champions, have you seen Walter lately? Gunther, yeah. Oh, He's Gunther, beast. sorry. He had a He's match a with uh, Ricochet in the, in the Tucson live show we were at. Amazing. Oh, God. Amazing. Ricochet Those guys go hard in the live shows. You would think the live shows, they oh, would take yeah. it easy because it's not televised. They go hard. No, Riddle and Rollins. Huh? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I've always heard that live shows, these guys like the light. No. The live shows rather than TV because they can fucking do pretty much do what they want. Yeah, they can do whatever, and they go hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't take the night off. Rollins and Riddle had a street fight and they used fucking kendo sticks and tables and stuff. And I'm like, you guys are like not even like in the midst of a feud on TV. Like this isn't even something you're practicing for to, for this coming up Friday. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then at one point and towards so the finish of the match is that Rollins goes through a table. And then eats an RKO. Mm-hmm. Well, the table is up in the corner of the ring. How they do it where it's kind of leaned up against there. Mm-hmm. Riddle chucks mm-hmm. him into it. He hits kind of the bottom and it kind of does one of those weak-ass little like, geek, these little crack mm-hmm. in the bottom. <laughs> Rollins was not having it. He like, run it back. Riddle grabs him, takes him back to the corner, throws him again. And this time Rollins like cannonballed into it and the table blew up. Like, exploded <laughs> proper. Like, shards were going places and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Damn. And you just know that in his heart, he was like, there it is. That's what I was going for. You know what I mean? Like, like you got to give the people what they want. They don't want Exactly. To I was like, incredible. Uh, but, yeah, Gunther's looking amazing. Uh, speaking about uh, UK, also MLW signed a UK TV deal, which I think is very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the UK, that WES show that the um, – the AOP was putting together with all those XWWE mm-hmm. folks. 
It got canceled. They said a bunch of the talent was just going to no-show, and so they canceled the show, and then a number of the talent reached, like, tweeted out that they weren't getting paid. And they were told they'd be paid, and they weren't paid, and so they never booked their flights because they wanted to get paid before, effectively. So, uh, yeah, whatever it is, it's a mass miscommunication, and the fans lose. But Mojo is already going to be in the U.K., so he put together a meet-and-greet that's going to be free to anyone who was going to the show. He's going to sit there and party with guys all night long. And uh, uh, any money that's made that night is going to go towards paying the talent, the local talent who was supposed to be on the show who didn't get paid because the show got canceled. So instead of like the – like how amazing is that? He's like, we're going to raise money for the indie talent that isn't getting paid now. That's amazing. Awesome. He's great people, man. I never got to meet him, but damn. I mean, yeah, I heard just like great stories. Like when Gronk did his cruise and Mojo mm-hmm. was on that, everyone was like, Oh my god, that guy was that guy was nuts. Yeah. He's this guy. Nuts. I'm like, damn it. I've met him a couple him. times and every time, like he's got that like golden heart aura. You just feel goodness around him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not one of those people where you go, like, oh, that person's really nice. You go, you get near him, and you just go, like, oh, this person just exudes goodness. You know what I mean? Like how Mark Henry does. If you've ever met Mark Henry, there's that mm-hmm. moment where you, like, shake their hand, and you just go, like, oh, this is, like, what pure good looks like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Mojo's got that same energy, and he's super inspirational, and talking to him was just awesome and, and always yeah. fun. Like, I've talked Chris- to him a couple times. He's funny, too. That's Chris Hero for me. Mm. I could see that. Like this awesome, just like, uh, some people are like, oh, why wouldn't you say cold? I said, because he could be a dick sometimes. Yeah. Nice yeah. people don't always give you that aura. There's something about that like golden heart, like like that a Mick Foley gives off where you meet them and you go, yeah. oh, there's an utter goodness here. Like That's how I feel the, about Marty. Yeah. People don't believe me. But mm. I'm like, no, from the first day I met him, and this was really before the height of whatever, I was just so like excited about that, and when they brought Thatcher into that, I was just like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" So yeah, but you know, only reason why I say Colt's a dick, you know, don't don't try to start seeing people with me and Colt again because we're actually we're not. I'm not mad at him, and he's not mad at me, so we're in a good world right now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. No, but uh, he knows he can be a dick. And if you want to know why I say he can be a dick, because he blocked me. Mm-hmm. Once, or no, mm-hmm. twice. And then, yeah, but he got his in the end, because unfortunately he was at some big events, and both times, over 100 people came up to him. And I'm blocking him. Why'd you block him in? Why I'm blocking Yeah. And all of a sudden I got a message after the first day of StarCast. He goes, you know a lot of people. And I go, why? Why would you say that? And he said, do you know how many people came up to me and said, don't block you or unblock you? And I go, no, how many? He goes, at least 150 on the first mm. day of the first start, uh, the double or nothing start cast. So just mm. like to share that. Yep. yep. Uh, so yeah, stand up dude, Mojo. I think it's awesome what he's doing. Uh, and then the other last bit of news before we talk shows Paige is officially done with WWE. She decided not to allow her contract. She did not want to re-sign it. She let it um, she let it play out, and so did the WWE. 
um, mm -hmm. which I think is also notable. You know, WWE has every ability to cut someone's contract at any point, whether it's Legends or Performer or otherwise. Um, and it sounded like it was kind of in the making for a while based off some of the stuff that she was saying at different times. So notable that they both just let it run its course. WWE posted a thank you page post on their Instagram with like photos and clips of um, her match against AJ Lee. Uh, mm -hmm. Page put out a big letter, you know, thanking everybody in WWE and putting over a bunch of the women's talent and uh, some of the men in the back who were particularly helpful during the women's revolution and everything like that. Um, obviously the people like Steve Kern, Smiley, uh, Norman Smiley and Fit Finley come to mind, but uh, she shouted out a ton of people and it's worth a read and worth a look at, but really cool. Do you think this means she intends to wrestle again? Cause she's been hinting at it for a while that yeah. she wants to. I think so. I think so too. I just hope it works mm -hmm. out great. I don't know anything and no, none of us really know enough about her medical to be able to make any sort of comment if she should or shouldn't. All I'm saying is I want her to have um, uh, a long and healthy career and an after career. So as long as that's what we get, that's going to be cool. And I hope she gets to wrestle who she I'm wants to. Hope, I'm hoping if she, I'm just saying if, if Tony Khan decides to pick God and pick her, mm -hmm. um, I'm really hoping that she isn't worked like a dog like how um, Brian Danielson's been. Because honestly, the way I think, and I think I said it on episode one, if I'm not mistaken, that um, the way he's worked a lot of these talents, it's like, Jesus Christ. I think that that kind of agitated or played a big part of some of these injuries. Like to no. Danielson, yeah. to Phil, and you know, whatever. And I think that, you know, yeah, you can't work people like that. You have a whole roster full of people, okay? You can't just pick and choose, like, I want these same people. You can't do that. You've got to, you know, make it, you know, make it for everyone. Like, you used to say that in your, the autism awareness things, which I guess they don't care about that anymore. But, you know, it's like AEW is for everyone. So that should also mean your talent, too. And giving yeah. them an opportunity to actually be on real TV and not the internet. I think also having a lot of the tenured guys with uh, a lot of the young talent is a is a plus and a minus, right? The young talent's learning, but the the veterans are like coping with the situation. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and the amount of uh, car crash matches that they've created as their staple makes it not. It's that it, no one's seeing the injury list because people keep putting it out. Look at all the people who are injured in AEW and they're listing like all these people. Uh, and there's a few injured in WWE. It's not completely you know reserved to them by any means. But when you see these lists that it's like 13, 14 people in AEW, major mm -hmm. names that are injured and out, no one's going like, it's crazy. How could this happen? Everyone goes like, oh, yeah, it's a tough business. And you go, well, there's probably precautions that could be taken that, that aren't, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, then people like uh, like us will probably complain later on at Blood and Guts when they had uh, two mattresses for uh, Sammy Guevara to land cushly on. Or last year when Jerry when uh, Jericho went through that cardboard and, and air, air pad on the other Blood and Guts. Like, it's, you know, there's just got to be a better, cooler way to do it, I think, or whatever. But, yeah, if she gets over to AEW... 
Hopefully she's not run ragged and injured right away. Hopefully she gets to go in there, wrestle who she wants to, have stories the way she wants, and hopefully the women get more time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm wondering what it's going to take for the women to get a good amount of time over there because they get, like, one segment, one match, and usually, like, one backstage segment a show, and that's it. Because it's like, okay, we got that out of the way. That's what it feels like. They've got a... They've got such amazing talent right now. Okay. I mean, damn. Thunderstorm? Holy shit. I mean, if they take the other belt away, I could see that. Actually, I could see Rosa with both belts, and I also see them putting the other belt on Tony Storm and them having a tag belt. That would be, like, fucking amazing, because that's, like, two of their best women they have right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, it did make me when so now that they're together and have T-shirts and everything. Mm-hmm. My first thought was that it kind of sucks them putting that level of effort into a women's tag team when there's no real women's tag team division. Mm-hmm. Not only is there no women's tag team division, but they barely have a women's singles division, and mm-hmm. they have no women's tag belts to go after. So there's no stakes for women's tag team. Like there's just no need for it other than fan service, which isn't all bad. But it also isn't all hopeful either. You don't go, oh, this is the beginning of something crazy good. You go, oh, this is a way to make a new T-shirt. Well, you know yeah, I mean? but you've got, you figure you have the, you know, the baddies, but isn't one injured? I, I think, believe one I don't know, really. I don't yeah. um, I think Red Velvet is, I don't know. But you have the baddies, you know, Nyla Rose, I guess, and Marina Shafir. Are, They're starting you know. to be a team, and... Uh, yeah, Take Conti and, and Anna J were a team for a while, but they're not now. Yeah, they're not going to be a team anymore. No. Yeah. Um, but it, that's when it's like, you know, you need to get Ruby Soho into doing things. Like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. I mean, she's, you know, definitely one, you know, that's great. What what happened to people like um, Redhead? What's her name? Red Velvet? No, not Red. No, no, no. No. Diamante? No. Red hair. Irish. Jamie Hader? No. Kylan King. That's what her name was, I oh. guess. Yeah. She was actually getting really good, you know, because yeah. the rest of us are using her a lot on Mission Pro. But, yeah, like, you have Jamie Hader who's, damn, like, why are you keeping her with stupid DMD? Yeah. She needs to go on her own. Statlander, I love the fact that she's not doing that alien bullshit because Statlander is fucking great period I always thought that was a handicap for her to go go and meet people's noses I'm like no nobody likes that kind of shit yeah no no if you're gonna give me comedy you need to give me comedic wrestling by people who know how to do it not saying Colt but there's other people Chuck Taylor's pretty good at it um we don't need to see Orange Cassidy like every fucking week. No offense. You no, know, his yeah. match this last the uh, what was it against Ethan Page? Mm-hmm. I started fast forwarding at a certain point. I did not like it, and it's, he's it's, not only is he cartoony in his own little things, but like he was doing some shit, like he was pretending to run in place to go forward, and I was like, yeah. what kind of like cartoony shit, like? But then at the same time, Moxley did that in the Blood and Guts match. He went to go chase someone and kind of ran in place for a second or two. And he was like that Roadrunner, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no. I just don't get no. those little kinds of moments. It's all like this no. is cartoony. But also, 
on the same token with Orange Cassidy, it's the same bullshit every single time. And I mean, you know, I mean, it's cool, but mm. it's old. Like, yeah. So I'm like, can I see somebody else? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I yeah, don't want to see something different. and Christian. That's stupid. You know? <laughs> I like Luchasaurus' new look, though. Like, making him kind of a dark look, I like that. Uh, I think the idea of giving Luchasaurus kind of an edge and a talking piece, I think, works better than what was happening before, to be honest. Because yeah, him being I, like I a silly not... dinosaur thing was kind of, was real fucking stupid. But him being yeah. like a dark wrestler that's just, that's seriously just whipping asses, but Cage is talking for him anyways, I think it actually works a lot better. Like, I don't think it's yeah. perfect yet, but I think I'm way more receptive to this presentation of Luchasaurus than I was the previous yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then maybe I was kind of partially like, you know, Jungle Boy, which I'm hoping he repackages himself. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Because. You think he comes back know, with a haircut? I don't think he's cutting those locks off anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But possible. If he, does, he comes back with a haircut. I swear, if he comes back with fucking Dylan McKay hair. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I will die. I will like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I will fangirl so hard you don't even know. Oh my god. I'm still kind of, I feel embarrassed still after that whole, yeah. My fangirl moment when I met Luke Perry. Yeah. And of course, it was his first PWG match and I had Brody King's shirt on. Mm-hmm. He wrestled Brody King. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Norm, I, I said, I know. I know. I know. Just. <laughs> No. The shirt. I I know. Your son doesn't sell shirts because at the time he wasn't selling shirts. Because mm-hmm. I would yeah. be on his ass. I'm like, I'm like, Jack. When are you gonna make a shirt? Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So in this in this time frame though, we've missed Forbidden Door. Uh, you watched mm-hmm. most of that, right? I watched the whole damn thing. You know, remember on the way to Forbidden Door, I was talking about how, like, we're not uh, analysts. We don't know what all the ratings mean, but I do think that you can scope at it and look at it a specific way. Um, there was a huge drop in their viewership weekly during Forbidden Door buildup. I remember I had mm-hmm. said, I feel like it's going to go right back after Forbidden Door that they've gone, they've yep. they've made such a way that they've developed it so you know it's not important. You know it doesn't mean anything. No one understands what's going on. But you also yeah. know that it doesn't matter that you don't understand because as soon as Forbidden Door is over, they're moving on. And they're going to go back to what they, they were doing care. before Forbidden Door. According to the ratings the last couple of weeks, that's exactly what happened. All their viewership is back. All the ones that dropped during Forbidden Door, everyone stopped watching because they said, I don't get it. I don't understand what this is about. Uh, they're not trying to help me figure it out. But what I do know is after Forbidden Door is over, it's not going to matter. And that's exactly what was presented the last two weeks, and the ratings reflect yeah. that. Everyone's back. They're back to that 970 area that they were. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was this big anomaly with a fucking hockey game. I think it was that what we said, Forbidden Door was built terribly. People who didn't already know didn't know and weren't getting there. And it was obvious from the beginning of it. None of this will matter the day after it's over. So much so that on Forbidden Door, it ended with an angle to promote 
blood and guts on dynamite it ended with wait till you see blood and guts it was like all right that's behind us let's move on that was an awful ending but yeah where am i gonna start with this that shit show i would say that one thing that roh was always very good at when their partner with their partnership with new japan except for the super that super card at the madison square garden they mm-hmm. always have made their audience understand who some of these people are and the hype behind some of these people you know because it was second nature because you used to get on the regular you would get lij there you would get um okada you would get you know tanahashi with the good hair i mean you get them all you know, eventually not all at the same time but you know rotating yakota bushi one of the times if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. so it's really one of those things where this falls on tony khan mm-hmm. i'm like you did not really prepare your audience to understand things one two you also made some you know you were only concentrating on certain matches and zach saber jr felt like it was it's just tossed in there and you know Mm -hmm. and people didn't get to experience with zach saber jr one of i think one of his great gifts was his mic ability you know like we didn't get to see that because he Mm -hmm. came out and he was you know jibber jabbing i'm like don't go to commercial stop talking i want to hear you know zsj now especially because of what's going on in his country his own country oh my god probably if he loses he yeah i'm just gonna have to watch for those hit promos but it was like an afterthought and then every time someone got injured you know it got it felt like the card was getting really bad Mm, like i didn't even know hiromu got sick and he was there and like why what i'm like wait a minute where is Romo getting his own entrance and then everyone's like no he's sick and i'm like well shit like you know like if i were a fan i'd be like oh this isn't that great and i mean i think that the fans were mostly because again it's chicago they get everything Mm. i think the fans are really were more interested in um saying kaze nina ray or you know doing adam cole baby and all that other like audience participation crap than actually giving a damn about some of those matches yeah. now i don't know that's it that that's just me though but i mean honestly like i think that um jay white i love jay white don't get me wrong about jay white but you really he really wasn't presented in a way that would show any interest in oh i want to watch jay white you know there's yeah. none same with tanahashi i felt like okay yeah you're wrestling mox but everybody knows that mox is going to get that belt let's be real you know and so with the build because we kind of talked about the build on the way into it though how do you feel like the actual show ended up being because i saw kind of mixed things where i saw the diehard fans who were trying to be uh what they believed was fairly critical of the build which is like i love it but i guess i could see how some people might think this thing and they weren't being like honestly you know true to the concept that it could have had a bad build uh all those diehards who were kind of excusing the build on the way there were like 
and the show was incredible. Even if you didn't like the build, you have to love every single match. It absolutely delivered. I didn't watch it. I can't no. say if it did or didn't. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I saw a few people say that it was give and take. You know, some matches they liked, some matches they didn't. So uh, where did you stand on that? After the build being what it was, did the matches at least uh, cover up what was lacking? No. And I'll say this um, wholeheartedly. No. Hmm. Because when the first match was QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. And they were facing two people that nobody has a fucking clue. Like, the casual viewer, definitely the AEW viewer, unless you're a real avid New Japan person, you don't know who Yoshihashi is or um, Hiroki Goto. You don't know. And you didn't really know beforehand. Like, why should I care to tune into that? Yeah. Kind of same with Heathley and Swerve. Uh, Swerve in their glory or whatever the hell. And they fought two members of Suzuki, which was mm. El Desperado and, and um, Hanamaru, who I called Japanese Bill Murray because he comes mm. out with that Centauri whiskey and, you know, mm. so I nicknamed him that. So if I hear that around people, I know where it came from. I know where Ocean Spray comes from and I know where Murder Grandpa comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was calling them after a long time. But even that, you're like, who who are these people? Like you know Minoru Suzuki, but you were never introduced to his 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 faction. You know, mm. because since they are all faction based, you would think, Oh, okay. Um, New Japan Dojo I'm a little bit bitter about only because of the fact that um I really feel that one of the best people from the dojo was not on the show and I know there's I've heard some issue and I'm talking about Carl Fredericks so shout out to Carl Carl is phenomenal I've always thought that um but I don't know why and he to be quite real that Jojo class he was the mm-hmm. best sorry not the wild rhino or whatever Clark Connors is calling himself Alex Kaufman no no he was the last one that really got his shit together but no it was Carl Fredericks but whatever and then of course you know making fucking Eddie look like a bitch again you know I knew that going into it so it's like why are you doing that it was that one with Jericho and oh yeah and Suzuki which you know I love me some murder grandpa don't get me wrong but you made Eddie look like a bitch again no you know what was what sucked about that is the clip that I saw going around we knew that Eddie Kingston and Suzuki were going to trade punches and elbows a bunch because that's kind of both their guys' gimmicks. Yeah. Eddie's elbows and chomps looked so bad. They did. Like, I don't know if he was just trying to protect Suzuki or something, but, like, they looked like they had Her literally nothing behind it. it. Well, there's that. That yeah, needs to tank. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm it looked sorry. like it had no, like, he didn't have room to even get momentum, and he was just, it was weird. I was like, that sucks that this yeah. is floating around. Yeah, and I thought that was weird, but again, Eddie's looking like a bitch. What'd you think of uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Claudio? Um, I don't like how they um, kind of built into Claudio. Because Claudio, and even before, I don't consider Claudio a technical wrestler. I mean, 
there's some things that he does well, but that's not what his strong point is. What they should have done was, and I don't know why they didn't even think of this, but they should have brought Gresham because now there's that storyline of, I'm not even being put into the best of the world category, you know, best technical wrestler. I'm like, because you're not, dude. But, you know, I mean, yeah, he's got a belt, but you know what? You're, you're, there's others too. So that's where I was like, that would have been a little bit better. But um, it was a great way to introduce Claudio. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's um, gotten a great reception from people. But that's, you know, I just don't want him to work like them, Tony to work him like a workhorse and he get injured. Mm. I'm hoping no. And what I'm hoping or what I thought I would hope is that they would kind of move like kind of that Blackpool Combat Club more to the ROH side, which I think that they need names on there. Sorry, Jay Lethal is not a draw for most people. You know, and I think that, and, and Colt, God bless his soul, no, but he is beloved by the Ring of Honor, like the Ring of Honor faithful in that fan base. Yeah. Just as all these other people are like, you know, you've got, um, you've got obviously Claudia, you have Samoa Joe, you have all of these names. And I'm pretty sure that Phil's not going to be invited to that party. And you know, so, I think you might even put Bucks go over there. I have a feeling right. that that that's probably going to be where it kind of is going to evolve that way. What I don't think so at all. No, they're not no? trying to put any names over there. It's going to be like a developmental thing. It's going to be a lesser than thing. I don't, it's know, gonna they, be, I don't know if they're... They've said I it. I don't know. Like he equates it to NXT yeah. every time you that they ask him about it. Uh, I think it's going to be the kind of thing like what we're seeing already as the card builds up is it seems to be a place where Tony's going to be able to give the fans more matches that they want that he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like he could have signed the Briscoes. He hasn't. But the Briscoes are booked for this ROH show and they're booked for the last one because he doesn't want the Briscoes. He doesn't care for them. But he knows fans like them and want to see them with the FTR again. So he'll run that back. But if you look at it, the ROH people he's bringing in are people he had every ability to sign he doesn't want so i think it's going to be his little place where there's developmental uh where developmental meets um the quote dream matches of the matches he doesn't give a shit about it's going to end up on roh so people are going to say it's great and they love it and they should and it will be matches people want to see but the talent will be making less money than they could be otherwise because tony just doesn't like who doesn't like well it's interesting that they signed roosh is he all elite or did he just show up because the other thing. He's These people elite. show up a lot, and it I doesn't say is. that they're all elite. Well, the way they're building him up, because they're building up the um, original LIJ, the Faccione in Globernables. Mm-hmm. That's what they're... And I slaughtered that. And especially... Now you're making Penta look like a bitch. And I'm like, come on. You know, mm-hmm. like, you've not introduced who these people are very well to the crowd. You know, because yeah. people are probably like, what the hell? Because Penta, you know, and Phoenix are beloved. Like, yeah. people, people love them, you know? And you're not explaining it. So that's where, again, there's that miss. And I think that um, when I look at it and I see that, it just kind of, it bums me out a little bit because I'm like, 
there's some people that guarantee if he if Tony had kept from Ring of Honor, I'm talking like Bandito and Bandito in particular. That guy's amazing. And I think that that the, his style of wrestling is what people want to see. They want to see that well executed flippy shit. Yeah. Instead of Botchamania with like Guevara and some of these other dudes. Mm. But I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. That's my opinion. You can at me. I don't care. But um, uh, yeah. I do think that um, it's a um it's a real misstep to say that you don't think and that's again an opinion, but it's a big misstep to to not put Claudio in a in a massive conversation about technical wrestlers. Uh I don't think he's always been showcased that way by any means. But I thought that the opportunity to show that the ability was there really came out in the pandemic when they were in the empty arenas, which you may not have seen any of. Um, but uh, uh, he had a few matches with uh, Claudio and – it was not Claudio. Uh, it was Claudio and uh, Dana Bryant and mm. Drew Gulak, and they were fucking great. They were some of the matches that were like the, the easiest thing to get through. You know what I mean? Like the way yeah, they were doing think- it. But I don't think that match was as technical as it should have been. That's what I was asking. I don't. I, I didn't see the one. So, like, just, how was it, it? It really. It was okay. I mean, like I said, I mean, but it wasn't as technical as it should have been. Uh-huh. I know you nice. tell me. Dude, I'm getting Zack Saber Jr. Girls different because I love that style of wrestling, and uh-huh. people usually don't because it's slower. But, you know. Was I sad that certain people that I was like, maybe it's not going to be Claudio. Maybe it's going to be this person or that person. Yeah, I was. But at the end of the day, it, it it's nice to see Claudio wrestling and actually being um, not being put on the shelf because the guy is still a fucking beast and whatnot. Funny that he's now doing a thing, you know, him and Hager are going at it. I, I thought that was an interesting move to put him with him right away. Yeah. I that was <laughs> but neat. Then I'm like, I really like him with the um, with the rest of them. I think it's great putting him with Mox and Daniel Bryan and William Regal. I oh, think it's, absolutely. Yeah. They're on the verge of the, if they push that faction a certain way, you could have like a a mini invasion kind of concept without it being yeah. like the invasion kind of stuff that always seems to kind of flop. Uh they could do some awesome <laughs> stuff with them as a group. What also if they are using ROH like a developmental, that's a good way to get people who are you know pretty top tier and having you know regal as some guidance sometimes i think that that's stellar and also having they could be a cool bridge they could be a cool bridge between ring of honor and aew and do both yeah especially it's big enough and i mean you got uter and he's the pure tag he's the pure title holder so people love him now yeah really beloved by the people but he's been really good so you know it's good to see that um, but I definitely think that that's one that really can bridge the gap because you do have, you know, your ROH alums in there and you got people that'll get the ROH people in, more interested and invested. But I sometimes don't feel like Tony, I know Tony does not think this way. And I mean, if you want all these viewers, you got to hit them. And people who you don't think, who is not watching your shit now, you got to fucking make them interested in the shit. And I think that the Blackpool Combat Club is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, they're my favorite Absolutely. team for sure. Did yeah. did they drop the information about the new Ring of Honor pay-per-view on Forbidden Door? 
No. Or was it on like a dynamite later? Because it was kind of out of nowhere. It was on dynamite. Now, they also had a blooper where they put the graphic for All all Out. And then they quickly took it away. It was on there for about 30 seconds. But mm -mm. it was more hyping about blood and guts than anything. Which, I mean, it was their next show, so they had to do something, right? Well, yeah, but still, you don't have to do it that hardcore. Um, I do think there were, there were probably for me, just two matches that I think were like a good caliber. That lived up to the Forbidden Door. Which ones? Mm-hmm. Well, the one that, that that has nothing to do with New Japan, uh, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. That was really great to see. And what I, I like short. is... Was it a short match? It was It was too short. That's opinion. all I heard. I didn't hear anybody yeah, talking it about it. It bummed me out. All I heard was a short match. I was like, okay. Yeah, but it was it was beautiful because I think that that's a match where you had two women on top of their game. And there is such respect between both of them that, remember, I'm talking about bitchiness and stuff. Hmm. There's a lot of respect there. And I think that... Um, that was pretty damn it was pretty damn amazing and i'm glad they're teaming together too and i think that um regardless he's got two great diamonds out there in women's wrestling and i really hope that he does them justice i really do because i don't think jake cargill's where it's at you need you need to be using hater you need to be you know like finding a new crop of people like bring back like diamante she's great i love her i know layla hirsch Hirsch is injured but there's other people too you know that you can bring that have something if tony had fucking balls he would fucking bring tessa blanchard i'm sorry i just gotta go there because that would really i mean yeah people would talk shit about it but you know what you brought Phil back in and you created a riff in that locker room because that's something very uncomfortable. And you said that you didn't want that in your locker room. No, you, you have it. And that's, that's shitty. So, um, but yeah, no, I think that um, it was good. It was short, I, but then again, you know, when you have a match with Okada in it, Okada is really slow. To get going, um, as evident with All In. Yeah, that that one went way over time because Okada's a slow worker. Um, so you've got that. Um, so if Tony and, and Thunder had really good chemistry in the match together, mm-hmm. does it excite you or bum you that they are teamed up right away? I'm excited, actually, yeah. about it. Because, like I was saying earlier, that it would, wouldn't it be great if you know, Tony got the, took that belt off of uh, Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. and then and... they start a women's tag and have them rule the rule because these are women who are good. Yeah. You know, and it gives you something to look forward yeah. to if the team breaks up. You're like, well, at least we know on yeah. the other side, you're also going to yeah, get on more the other bangers. side what there could be too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So you're, it's a win-win. Awesome. It's a win-win, and it's actually kind of apropos that thunderstorm that's a, yeah that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. i'm like good. i like puns so that was very punny in my opinion and then the other match was the tag match fdr versus united empire 
versus Rapunzel's. That think, one was beautiful. That match. Uh, do you think the injury was real or no? Yes and no. Just because I've seen I've seen people go back and forth on it. I didn't see so again I don't know, yeah. but I just like that that's a well, conversation out there because that means that either it, way, they did an awesome job. Yeah. It. You know what I mean. I will say this: it it if it was fake, it was brilliant how it was executed. Mm-hmm. But it did look like it. Yeah, it did look pretty bad though. But which also end, means that if it wasn't fake, then it was brilliant how it was executed. I think that it, mm-hmm. more than anything, it shows that the execution of it was done perfectly because the conversation mm-hmm. is well. We know typically this happens in wrestling for story, but also the mm-hmm. accidents can happen. They did it in such a way that people don't know the difference, and that's brilliant. That's incredible. Yeah. And I think um, Cash was just out there. It, it was it was really an amazing thing. Great O'Con, I was shocked. It was actually pretty pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So I think he put on his uh, his best shoes. Um, but man, they really do need to be bringing me more Rapungi. I I am sorry, but that's where you get the best goddamn fucking Trent Beretta, mm-hmm. hands down. Not not in the best friends, no. But Rapungi Vice, that's always been for me when he had his ROH, not ROH. It was yeah, he was an ROH then too. That New Japan thing, that was when he was at some of his best. And then he really, from now and then when he went to AEW, he bulked up even more so than when he went to heavyweight. And um, that will always be heavyweight trend for me. But I think that Rocky and him provide a really, you know, great type of chemistry that's there. Because when you see and you're like, oh, Rocky Romero, what the hell? No, it, it, it works well and the timing of things. And so in this match in particular, it just was like these people are really executing something fucking amazing. And... I just, I was like, I didn't want it to end, but it mm. was so, you need to go watch it just because I think you've got three tag teams. Like, I don't know how long uh, United Empire is, um, has been put together, those two. All I know is I want Jeff to overtake Ocean Spray and make that his fucking faction because a lot better on the mic than Ocean Spray. So that being said, um, I think that it was it was phenomenal. And that's probably for me was match of the night. That's dope. Do you think that yeah. this is a step in getting FTR all of the gold, or do you think this is a swerve where the young bucks get FTR to put up all of their titles against the AEW title and they get the win and get all of them instead of FTR? No, I feel like. Um, FTR is going to because I think I can't remember if it's still in um, October or how soon it is. I'll have to look it up in just a second. But I have a feeling that they're going to be going to Japan back and forth for a little bit. And I have a feeling that they're going to be the ones going into the World Tag League as champions. Hmm. Because we're going to see, I think we're going to see him at the Tokyo Dome this year. I'm pretty sure. That'd be sick. That'd be fucking good. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure. And I think that um, I think that the way it's been being executed is almost like perfect, in my opinion, because it, you know, you're getting more exposure for them. You know, on a more global scale. I mean, you're you know, WWE, but you know, they didn't have those athletes like they do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really being showcased how they should be. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Is there yeah, anybody? No, that's what is there I, any tag I team that. in NJPW right now that you see taking the the titles off of them in that? Or do you think it's going to take a little building? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Some of the tag teams that are out there right now, um, they feel kind of disjointed. Mm. They have a lot of junior tag teams, but I don't think right now there is. The only ones maybe could be Dangerous Techers, which is Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, mm. but I, I don't think so. I don't, unless they put, unless they're going to do like Shingo and Naito. Because let me tell you, Shingo Takagi, that man is a fucking beast. And he is, like, amazing. And I thought that, you know, um, I really thought that it was great to see him get a little bit more exposure out here in the States. Because, I mean, shit, I saw him and uh, Ilya Dragunov team together against uh, Thatcher and and Walter, Gunter Walter. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a good name. My name is Gunter Walter, or Walter Gunter, you know. Um, <laughs> and that match, holy shit, I remembered that. Holy fuck, that match was just mind-blowing. And to be there in, like, the second row and seeing just bodies fly and just, like, feeling every little fucking chop or just, like, the pain that Timothy Thatcher would be putting into people, it was just, it was just sick. So you think some some building's going to need to happen to have a team that's prepped enough to take that off of mm-hmm. FDR, which will be mm-hmm. cool to watch then. It'll be cool to see over the yeah. next few months who starts showing up in a way that you go, oh. Or unless they, unless they really push Gallows and Anderson, but I don't think they're going to, I don't know. That could be cool, I don't though. Think yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Because Gorillas of Destiny would be great. I really mm. want to see them versus FDR. But they're, I don't know. They're kind of on the outs. But we'll see. At no point during the the Impact Forbidden Door thing, we didn't get FCR and Good Brothers against each other, did we? No. I don't no. think we did. No, it could be cool. Was, I don't remember getting much please of... Tell us. Yeah, I don't remember getting much of Good Brothers at all in that other than them standing ringside for some stuff. I think they had like one or two matches... Yeah. In general, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. No. Well, it's funny you think that your stance is that there's no way young bucks are gonna just kind of swerve and take all the titles, but I do think it's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. It we'll is see. a possibility. It is the possibility. Now, which brings us to fast forward to this week. Yeah. Um, did you see this the um, tag match the swerve? Strickland versus I can't remember who. Yeah. Jobbers, I think. Yeah. Did you see that and the aftermath of what happened? The Ricky Starks promo, the Powerhouse Hobbs, the Ricky Starks promo, and then the Bucks coming out. 
I missed that. I saw the Young Bucks promo too. Oh, weeks ago. you need to go back. Okay, Will Hobbs. Let that play out. Oh, this was great. Okay, <laughs> this, th- this is why. Like, this is like some good tag team shit. Because I can tell you this, I don't think that I've seen this kind of. I guess I don't want to say build up or anything that's not like seriously like stupid or whatnot. I mean, you had, you know, obviously Swerve in their glory or whatever, or in my glory or their or whatever. Um, one. So they're like, oh, yeah, they're on the same page. And next thing you hear, you know, the music playing Keith Lee's theme, and you hear, um, you know, you hear someone shouting, like, cut that shit out. Right. And it was, it was Hobbs, you know, and basically saying, you know, you're, you know, you're dogging every week. You're like, you're, you're dogging us, you know, like, you know, what the fuck, you know, and he had, I think he called them, what was it, played out? Um, they were like played out bitches or something. Mm. And then Ricky was like, really got really fired up. So then he was like, hold this, hold this player. And I'm like, oh my God, you're getting ghetto Ricky over here. He took that mic. And I think like yesterday, like that, this promo was that fucking coming to Jesus moment. Because so many people were like, holy shit. And I'm like, I've been saying it since episode one. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, like, I mean, um, it got to the point where Ricky was so heated. You can see Hobbs break character, like, calm down. Like, you yeah. know, try not to laugh at him, too, because there was a point like, oh, you want to fight? Let's go. And this, I need this GIF. So if you're a GIF maker, people, I need this. Is Ricky, like, backs up and he kicks off his Gucci slides? Like a fucking woman taking off her earrings before a fight. It was so ghetto. I loved it. I loved every fucking second of that. And then he started running. And the next thing you heard was the start of the Young Bucks music. And I'm like, interesting. Because they're like, like these guys are throwing back and forth at each other, best in the world, tag team in the world. So that was a great way to seg into the Bucks versus Swerve in their glory. And Powerhouse and Hobbs. No, Hobbs and Starks. Sorry. I feel like the same okay. person now. Are they doing a triple um, then? Yep, triple threat next week on there Dynamite. Be the main event. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting who gets the pin. Who's going to take the pin? My money is probably on Starks. Yeah. I feel like Starks are going to eat a pin from throw- the Young Bucks. Yeah, I think because he threw a massive tantrum. Massive. And I'll fucking, that, I, I'll live for that shit. So I think that that's, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I do live for that. Yeah, and in this promo, Ricky even fucking burned fucking Brian Cage. Like, he made this from, he's like, he's like, you know, he said, that's how, you know, how, the, you know, stubborn there. He's like, yeah, a former teammate. And then you see Hobbs do the, Brian Cage thing. I'm like, fuck. All right, you're bringing it back, y'all. You're bringing it back. I love the pettiness. And, you know, and I think that this is a great test for really for Starks and Hobbs to play with big boys. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, not necessarily in size. I'm talking about notoriety because you know 
Uncle Dave fucking worships the fucking Bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, and we know that Jr. loves himself some Will Hobbs. Yeah. You know, and Taz, of course, is always beaming about them. Excalibur now too is on that bandwagon, but it's when you have people. Not to say that a person like um, like a Sam Roberts or um, actually really mostly Sam Roberts or I'll even say us because I think we're very educated in certain things. I know I'm educated on the subject. I don't think that any of the the real wrestling like people who like to call themselves an insider or whatever or yeah. media. I don't think that anybody talks up what Ricky and Powerhouse Hobbs do. I don't think so. Now I hear people saying good things about it, but yeah, over overall, like it's just yeah. You don't, you don't. Like if Uncle Dave hasn't caught you, and I know Uncle Dave's seen Will Hobbs. I've been there sitting next to Uncle Dave at APW. Been there. So, you know, I'm just like. You know, this is this is the moment. And, you know, if I could say anything to fucking Will Hobbs, remember when I said that match that you had with um, uh, Dickinson was do or die? Guess what? This is do or die on this big stage. You fuck it up, forget it. Because people will always remember that. Oh, that was that botchy match that, you know, Will Hobb had against the Bucks and blah blah blah, and Ricky Stark looked like shit because blah 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 blah. So that's true, especially when you have the Bucks and Swerve and, and Keith Lee. You have talent in there that no one will be willing to put blame on. So if anything yeah. goes goes wonky, it's gonna fall on Hobbs or Starks for sure. Yeah, and not only that too, but the all bummer. four of those guys have are no or have notoriety. A lot of notoriety. Yeah, these are two that no one knew the knew the who the fuck they were. You yeah, know, you want to talk there. about homegrown? That's homegrown. You know. Yeah. And I think that people, if 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 anything, this would probably be one of the only things that Tony Khan really came into fruition and gave us homegrown people. You know, because the yeah. ones who were supposed to be it with private party. But look at them. They're like, well, who the fuck are they? Is one you of them know? injured? Like, one's got to be injured, right? Well, yeah. Well, I know with um, Top Flight, the brother is injured again. Yeah. So it's like, dude, and that was the second wave of it. So this right now is that, like, that big hope. And I think that, you know, of course, Tony's going to sit there and, like, Oh, you know, I know this all along. No, you didn't, because if you knew it, they'd be on TV more mm-hmm. instead of on dark or wasting Ricky to do commentary with the annoying shouting Jericho. Okay, if you wanted to give someone a job to do commentary, you should have gone to Colt. But I, I heard something <clears throat> interesting about Colt and AW and contracts. So, anyways, which we know nothing about contracts. So, nope. but yeah, so that'll be very exciting. So, um, I have goosebumps for it. Um, I know with like the Bucks, you know, the Bucks are really good people. They take their shit seriously. Um, not to say that Swerve and Keith Lee do not, but I think a lot of the times, like when we shit on the Bucks, you know, the end of the day, you know, 
yeah, there's that cockiness to them, but you know what? They fucking built themselves. Oh yeah. You know, and you can't knock somebody for like being just blah because they were just blah people that were on impact. Yeah. To being what they are today. And obviously they give Colt Cabana credit to that, a lot of it. And I will say this, all that that merch game that they have, it wasn't for Colt. And I really honestly feel that if Tony Khan did not sign him again, there would be something in the works where Colt would probably mastermind of Brian, I know we got to kill that contract, that agreement, because no, that's dirty. I'm pretty sure there would have been conversations about that. Or you uh, take more money off of AW people, including Phil. Oh, that'd be funny. Uh, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So that I mean, the Young Bucks have figured out a way to to capitalize on the audience they have. I always think that's. I always think about that when uh, people try to give AEW shit here and there for not trying to broaden their audience, kind of a deal. Like they're mm-hmm. catering to a very specific audience a lot of times. But there's a very that's real. All wrestling companies. Yeah, all of them kind of do, and it's about finding just the right number that's sustainable. And I think that there is, you know, the Vince McMahon mindset of trying to take over the whole world. And potentially, mm-hmm. maybe Tony's not trying to take over the whole world. Maybe he's like, no, I just want to have a sustainable business that's both profitable, <laughs> successful, and everyone's having fun. I don't think so. No. I think he's, I think he's crazier than that. But I think there's mm-hmm. a very real possibility that the young bucks could be very happy with where they're at in a company. You know what I mean? Because they've come from nothing more or less that to yeah. them, Cody Hey, we're getting, yeah. yeah, we're getting shy of a million every week. It's great. Mm-hmm. Just keep that running. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times it's not about how high it's about how consistent and they have consistent viewership for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. No less consistent than WWE realistically. WWE, you can mm-hmm. almost set the clock on how it's gonna, how each week's gonna go. You can give or take a few. AEW is largely the same. It's just a slightly less number, but it's still largely sustainable and successful. So it's like, yeah, I always think it's really funny and weird when people try to like, this is the problem with AEW. They're gonna go out because they're not growing their audience. It's like, or they've locked in a solid core audience that they're gonna roll with till the end, or ever. You yeah, know, but like, that gets wrong old. With it. But that gets old after a while. Yeah, I think, so I think you need fresh eyes at some point. you got to recycle through this. Yeah. How many WWE fans stopped watching and came back? That happens all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, for me, being a I think I'd like to call myself a quasi-indie snob, mm-hmm. that, you know, right now there's a lot of really great people out there in the indies. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. They're going to be picked up soon. I don't understand how Jacob Fatou's not picked up. I don't either. I don't either. Hammerstone. These well, are names we say all the time. You know. Here's and, the interesting thing about Hammerstone because we're we're on on it anyways. Hammerstone came out and said the other day that like he's really happy with where he's at. He's he's paid mm-hmm. very well. He doesn't want to leave MLW. He likes being the guy who's the face of that company and helping it helping it grow. Like. I think there's something yeah. super commendable about that, and I think it's really cool. And I think that he also respects the sentiment that people like you and me have where we're just like, we want him to be huge and to have all the money in the world. We want that bigger than, but 
-hmm. like we've talked about with other people who leave X company or other companies that there is a reality to they know what's best for them and what's making them happy and he seems very happy with the money he's making in MLW and the work he's putting out and you can't discount that as a success like that's successful you know but it's also in our hearts we're always going to want to see them on the biggest stage in the entire world you know like you can't help but be a fan in that way yeah that's how that's how I felt that's how I felt about Starks and Hobbs yeah 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 never enough for us even if it's enough for them (laughs) that's why we're the ones who always chant one more match if the person's missing a leg we're like i don't care one more match like we always want just a little bit more you know Mm -hmm. like in the chat cheers ring scoops um i can always like for me i'm always like selfishly i'm like tony Khan, just bring marty back so i can have marty versus colt i want to wear my half and half shirt again do you think that could happen at ring of honor in one of those weird offshoots that he's doing. I wonder what Ring of Honor is truly going to look like. Let let Marty go in there and do what he was going to do. People I wonder if they bring him, him in silently to work in the back. You might not ever see him wrestle again, but you might have him working in the back. Uh, and I don't mean like never wrestle again ever anywhere, but I mean maybe never on TV again. You know what I mean? He might wrestle... Yes, if they found out. And I think there's a lot of people who... Uh, don't find out about things that happen in AEW because of the structure of the company. So I think that they easily could hide another employee back then. Yeah, I and I think that that it would be phenomenal because he, like I said, I always say this, he's a man who has a really creative brain. No. And people are like, oh, well, you know, the pure thing. No, he fought to bring that back because it was something that he said, that he felt that was missing in, mm. you know, in wrestling on this kind of level. And, yeah. you know, you can't fault the guy. It's yeah. not like he's Joey Ryan working at Disneyland and getting fired. That was so funny. Do you know what's funny um, about it, too, is that, like, the amount of people who were, even like LA Times, were really gri- giving Disney grief for not knowing the Joey Ryan history. But he went by his real name, and I'm sure he didn't put also Google Joey Ryan. You know what I mean? Like, I think that you could potentially come across this stuff with his real name, but it would be like, I think it takes some digging. I mean, you hope that background checks are really extensive, but you're also looking up a very specific thing, and stage names don't always pop up. So it just made me laugh. I think it was a terrible idea. I don't know why he would work in Disneyland. I think that's awful. But... (laughs) still made me laugh well i think what happened was somebody a wrestling fan of some sort probably saw him there and was like what the fuck right? yeah apparently there's a picture going probably, around mm-hmm, that's why but, but some of these keyboard warriors are so hot to jump on something right and whether it be they attack someone who supports somebody or you know whatnot that I wouldn't put it past somebody to have gone to Disney, wrote them a little letter or a comment card, because you know it's anonymous, you know, that did you guys know that you have a sexual predator working for you? I also wouldn't be surprised because he was fired during the 90-day trial period, but he actually was just bad at it. I wouldn't be surprised if they found out after they'd already let him go. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't shock yeah. me if they were just all like, oh, uh, he doesn't even work here anymore. And they're like, oh, because of this? And they're like, no, because he sucked at being the Jungle Cruise, and that's what we needed. Like, he's not good at this job. Like, Actually, you know what's funny is I actually think that he probably was a pretty damn good skipper. <laughs> Delivering the lines. You're awful. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ring Scoop on. says I mean, say guy... that he said he never cheered one more match for Zach Gowen. And he did say, uh, he does bring up a good point, though, a question, though, on it, that Joey's been a staple of the SoCal wrestling scene for two decades. You'd think somebody at Disneyland in Anaheim would have known who Joey was. And that's true. That you'd yeah. almost think that somebody he who worked there. in the park. Yeah, you know? and he was there, too, a lot with Candace. Like, when you watch Candace and Joey's show, like, on, on YouTube and stuff, they were there almost, like, every fucking, like, all the time. But yeah. not only just that, too, but I think, really, honestly, it was either an employee of Disney or it was a fan. And, you know, who's one of those, oh, my God, you, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're a predator, da, 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 right? Yeah. And we get him fired. Because I think that any of these people, now, not to say, you know, people, I know people think I'm a hypocrite because of, I'm like, ugh, with Joey Ryan, and, and then I'm cool with Marty. But they're two totally different things that happen. Yeah, their stories totally are way different. different. Uh, yeah, did Marty get sued? <laughs> but, or by 10 million people? No. But, you know, uh, I mean, that's here nor there. But I do think that he probably was a good – I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that I do think because he was a very entertaining person as a wrestler. You know, unfortunately, you are a shitty person. But I think that it would he would have been great. And I'm kind of like, damn, I wish, he, I wish I was on one of his boats that he skippered. So funny. Because I would have been curious. Uh, I would I also like think that it. Also, I think Disneyland's a big park. There's a good chance you could work there for months and never bump into certain people who work there. You know what I mean? So even if there was, let's say, a dozen... Well, he's, he was in some sort of wig and shit. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like... If, even if there's, like, a dozen wrestling fans working at he Disneyland. He wasn't wearing a wig. I think that's I, what his hair looks like now. I, I, what I heard was it was a wig. I haven't seen the picture. I heard he was wearing a blonde wig or something. But maybe he dyed it. No. Um, what? They... No. Uh-uh, I think that's how I, know, I didn't see it. That's but you know, people, people, well, people, here's the thing. You're going to get spread rumors like you do on the internet. We haven't really seen pictures of him in a while. So that so could be his stupid, real though. hair. That's funny. Ring Scoops does say, there was a guy that worked in my home promotion when I was working uh, that worked Jungle Cruise in 2013. He got fired because he had allegedly <laughs> sent a dick pic to a minor. Yeah. Do you think... OnlyFans makes more or less of these show up because I feel like in 2013, before OnlyFans was a thing, there was no place you could go to just send dick pics all day. Now there's a place you can go do that. I think it's more acceptable now. Just stay out of but, trouble, guys. Stay on OnlyFans. Support your local artists. Yeah, but <laughs> but at the same token, though, I mean, are you there? Yeah, you know, if you're doing these things, you're, you're pretty much whatever you do when you're trying to get into something big, you're going to get your people are they're going to have eyes. And there's always someone out there that wants to be an asshole and be the one that I took down this person or blah, blah, blah. Right. If that's not what it's about, dude, like sometimes you don't know what the person was was doing or needed money or you know whatnot or if they really were a freak and were like hey i want to always i want to be a porn star 
I'm joking. Mm-hmm. I always like that, but you know. Uh, you had in the people chat. had to know. Yeah. Had to in the know. chat, he says that uh, he's got a friend that works at Disneyland. He goes, "I should ask if they know what happened to Joey." That'd be cool to get. Like, hey, did he get fired because he sucked at his job, or did he get fired because word got around? Uh, and then he said, uh, um, uh, "I never understood the whole dick pic thing, dude. If someone requests a picture, fuck, that's." Well, but I don't think you just send that stuff out. It's really weird to just be sending it out. But yeah. Yeah, but you have your fart gun, okay? Right. Yeah. And you're amused by it. Am I not mistaken? Right. Yeah. You're amused by it. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is, there are certain things like if you said like penis or balls. There are people, I don't care, there are like, there will be like 50 year old men who like giggle and laugh like they're fucking, you know, like a, like a six year old hearing those things, you know? I know Cabana's one of them. I'm like, dude. Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. But like I said, you know, it's interesting to me that that's something that's pretty, pretty common. So, you know, when he did the whole dick thing and yeah, that did explode because people were like, holy shit. Because when he did it in Japan, you know, I mean, I don't think he did it to for it to get viral. I don't think he's that kind of person that's smart enough to do that. No. What I know, Joe Ryan. Um, but you know, you're just making himself laugh. Who knows? Uh, HPW Corner in the chat says, uh, "Any advice for newbie wrestling creators on how to grow their followers? How to not get frustrated uh, when I have low views?" I think really like you got to have to shift your focus. Like if you're in it for views and for money, then you're going to burn out. Like bottom line, I've just seen it happen a bunch of times. We've been, we've been doing this for three plus years. Um, and I've seen a ton of podcasts come and go cause people jump in and they go, Oh, this is how I'm going to make a living. This is it. I just got to do this thing. Oh, I'm better than this person. I'm better than that person. I'm funnier than this person. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're not doing it just to have fun with your friends and be like a, a place to, to be that then uh uh yeah if you're just focused on the numbers the numbers are going to drive you down um they'll get burnt out because you'll start trying to figure out ways to do the followers to get this or that be engaging reach out on every platform you can do things that you know ask other people what you could do uh different in general but don't let that be your primary focus our primary focus here is to have a drink and have a good time with our friends that's it if no one tunes in and, and nobody I'll... listens, then I had a good time with my friends. It's win-win. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And not only that too, but I think being genuine and I think being unique as well in a certain way, because yeah, we're just like, you know, friends that are drinking together and, you know, talking about something that we all mutually have in common because that's, you know, how I, I met, met Marsh. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, I've been doing this and my real name has been on there. Oh, my shoot name. God it's not up it. there, though. It's not up there. But is you got to. Okay, no. okay. But you can still change it in case right. like a cursor comes over, it'll pop it up. But it's it's not visible yeah, in this moment. Yeah. Um, but if you're genuine, you know, and I think that if you spin it on something, because everyone's going to talk about, let's just talk, that Joey Ryan, at Disney, you know, working at Disneyland getting fired. Yeah everyone's going to talk about it but it's like how do you talk about it you know that makes it because obviously you know we didn't talk about it in our news 
because I forgot about it. But then when we were, I don't know, it just kind of came up. But things like that, you know, the unexpected things and stuff. Yeah, because we get. Yeah. Yeah. See, look, I saw you grab the fart, the fart gun. I have the fart gun. But that's because Kevin Dietzel said in the chat, he goes, well, yeah, balls are funny. And he's right. Balls are hysterical. People like people like potty humor, you know? And so that's why. And now people are all up in arms about it. Yeah, go figure. (laughs) People are up in arms about it. Yeah, farts. Yeah, you name it. Some of these dudes. Like, I've seen, like, I've seen, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen some of these guys that are on TV. I'm not going to name people and point them out, but will like they'll be in conversation with people and then you just someone says one word and they just die laughing and it might not have to do with what's being talked about and it's like yeah the maturity level it's man just the right i'm thing. not yeah. I, you know yeah it's just yeah. it's it's a dude thing so yeah but yeah scoop says he luck. reached out already his his friend did not have additional info on the firing it's hysterical that he oh. reached out and got well, an answer right away probably tell him to investigate one of those <laughs> yeah the mouse house is weird, yeah. you know. It's like a cult, I think. Oh yeah, and, I love it. Yeah, and I think that you either sip the Kool Aid or you don't. But and I it's segmented that... a lot. I mean, we know that because uh, even Dave Marquez came out and said that yes, he is associated with Disney, but no, he was not associated with anything that had to do with any of that. Um, you know, yeah, it's broken up a little bit. Because like I'm pretty sure Marquez was asked about that. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I mean, uh, but. Yeah. Also, That's HPW my dream says one day. to do Disneyland with Marquez. Yes. I know. I've thought about that too. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard nothing, but I've heard stories from some of the wrestlers, and it was amazing. Because remember, yeah. he was a guy. He was yeah. one of the VIP guys. So yeah. that's where I'm like, oh, oh my god, I would love to do that. So that's like a bucket list thing for me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. HPW says, makes sense. I'm not trying to make a living off this for sure. I do one show with my brother each week. Live in Florida. He lives in Michigan. Great way to stay connected. Honestly, this whole show started because, uh, you know, on me, me, Kevlar, and Clump had crazy work schedules, and it forced us to sit around for two hours and talk wrestling once a week. And it got everyone kind of away and, and out of it. And, yeah, it's just what we call the die bar of the IWC. We're just trying to be a safe place to go and talk shit or talk good or laugh, make stupid jokes or just be a spot where it's safe to be a wrestling fan because clump had when i first started working with him a while back i showed up in a wrestling fanny pack and i had made some sort of john cena quote to the whole crew and he came over to me and said i haven't told anybody i'm a wrestling fan i'm embarrassed about it and i was like well let's change that so the whole idea of this is like hey there's nothing to be embarrassed about you can sit here and talk about it whatever you know what i mean like just have a good time and stay friends is at the end of the day uh and scoop says that their friend works in star wars galaxy uh, and not many, uh, not sure how they interact with the Jungle Cruise. There's probably different bars, right? The Cantina probably doesn't have a ton of Jungle Cruise people. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But if you worked on like, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how this correlates because I think that when you're put in the land, you work in whatever land, I guess. I don't know. I, I've never worked there, never had the desire to. I imagine it's like gang place. warfare. It's like West Side Story, but in their respective costumes. You know what I mean? You know, there's only one place I want to work for, work in at Disneyland. Only one. Hmm. I want to work in the Haunted Mansion. I'm, I'm mad they got rid of the Muppet I'm, 3D. 
they put in California Land. It used to be Muppets 3D. That's awful. I love yeah. the Muppets, okay? When that I saw that the first time, I fucking loved it, and I ended up seeing it like four times that day. I never got to go to Muppets 3D. It's one of the greatest tragedies great. of my life. Uh, it, and Scoop says, it was uh, great. Yeah, uh, like he says, Wrestling on the Rocks is one of the mo- uh, coolest, most chill communities. I love it. Yeah, we're just just hanging. Just hanging. Yeah. Safe place to, to like or not like anything. Yeah. Uh, but I think, the, yeah. I think the, the big deal is that we just try not to take any of it way too seriously. Last thing we're going to do is yeah. do some, pull some, uh, whatever that asshole is on uh, on his own YouTube where he screams so loud his eyes bug out. And like, we're not trying to, we're not trying to have an aneurysm. We're not trying to take it all too seriously. We're just trying to talk about it. I do take my hate for ocean spray very seriously. Well, yeah. Yeah, you boxed him. And Phil. No, I didn't box him. He shoved me. He shoved a woman. That's that true. doesn't say that the guy's a bad person. I don't know what does. Everybody saw it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've even asked people that are who know him. Like, he's a dick. I go exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, was there anything else on AEW that you're really that keen on that's going on right now? I'll be honest. I think Blackpool is kind of my favorite thing they're doing. FTR, I'm loving everything they're up to. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny they're they're pairing with Danhausen. Um. I still don't get Danhausen. Yeah, I just liked his uh, comment where he goes, "I think I found people who might be good at wrestling," and then it was FTR, and I was like, "That's that's a funny way to do that." But okay. overall, like, I don't love everything Danhausen does. I think Danhausen is, as a person, is awesome, and he is a success story in his own way. Like, he has really yeah. developed something, uh, and I yeah. think that. I think he's almost inspiring in, in a lot of those ways too. And even if I think something doesn't click with me every time, I think that like the fact he's doing it is awesome. You know? Oh, yeah. um, I also do like the, I'm not that I like the fact, but I think that he's now slowly taking that orange Cassidy popularity away. I think he's a more robust character than orange Cassidy. He and is a more easier. robust character than orange Cassidy. Yeah, and I think people have more to latch on to there because I also think that he hasn't done everything yet. Orange Cassidy did his match and all of his stuff, all of his shtick is out. He did it all. Danhausen, there's a number of things I know he does that I've seen him do in Ring of Honor that he's not doing here. Not yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's playing the long game on it really smartly. So I think that, yeah, you're probably seeing people sway more towards Danhausen as far as popularity goes because... They don't know what they're going to see next. People will still love Orange Cassidy because they love the shtick, but mm-hmm. they're captivated by Danhausen because they don't know what shtick they're getting right now. You know, uh, I, I Kevin. Can see that, but I also yeah. think he's injured still. Danhausen probably. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Deese said, "Now we're stuck with stupid Muppets 2D, a shell of what could have been." Yeah, I think there's a new Muppets cartoon. Fraggle Rock is back on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, and uh, HPW said, I wish they would push Ruby Soho. She's super cool, super talented. I mean, they used her in the Jericho segment, but do more with her. Also because that Jericho segment was a mess. Um, yeah. And Ruby looked dumb in it, and I didn't like that because she didn't have to look dumb. But she's been looking really... She's been looking bad in the segment she's been in, and I don't think it's her fault. I think it's the creative surrounding it. And I think she's working oh, with people who aren't as slick as her. You know what no. I mean? I'm sorry. Taya Conti? 
Tay Conti's was, needs I, a lot I'll of work. Just say so. this. Tay Conti, that was probably one of the best moves you've ever done. Was kind of slam a car door in Ruby Soho. But she also took so way, way long. And so Ruby Soho was like standing there waiting forever for it. Yeah. It was like, come on. Yeah. But, but she even yeah. then she watched I like to see more. But I guess that's what sure. happened that I guess that's what happens when you know you're blowing one of the favorites. Mm. Yeah. Just saying. I'll call it as I see it. <laughs> Just call it the way I I'm see I'm brutally it. honest. Well, yeah, how do you go from you propose to your longtime girlfriend? At a, on a show on live TV, and then you fucking all of a sudden are fucking Italian. Yeah, less and than a year later, he's engaged to her. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, not even a year later. I don't think it's been a year yet. That's what I'm saying. It's less like, than a year later. He's engaged later. to someone else now. He started. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Couple, not even like maybe two months. It was longer than two months because I think they had the crowd there first, oh, and then the pandemic happened. So it was like uh, early on. It was. Or wait, no, it couldn't have been. I don't remember. It wasn't that early. It seems short. It does seem short. Uh, Ring Scoops does say he wants to see Danhausen versus Aubrey Edwards facial expression on a pole match. No, you need to have Ricky in that because I'm sorry if you don't like Ricky's. If you, yeah, some of these gems that he had, oh my god, watch That's that promo march because the gems of this... you could do Danhausen versus Ricky with Aubrey as the as the ref, no, and it would I just basically be nothing but gifs. It would be a whole gif match. Yeah, min memes. <laughs> <laughs> all memes mm-hmm. <laughs> all memes man no I hate Aubrey the ref I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna you know we all about know it. how I feel about it yeah I don't yeah she's a tough one to anytime that she's in a, a match I always have to prepare myself to not focus um yeah uh do you wanna talk a little bit about NXT yeah please there's some great NXT stuff that's going on. Team 2001, Roxanne and Cora Jade winning the NXT Women's Championships. And Roxanne saying she's going to go after Mandy Rose now for the world title. I really hope they do it. Pull the trigger, put the mm-hmm. title on Roxanne, and put all of Toxic Attraction onto the main roster. Just do That's it. what I thought. That's what I thought with the tag team loss. That they're ready. They've yeah. been ready. And yes. if they don't bring... Tr- toxic attraction as toxic attraction to the main roster then whoever decides to nip it in the bud is an asshole because that's yeah, a total miss. fucking huge to, co- to, to coin the phrase diamond mine that's a huge diamond mine right there yeah yeah absolutely and I also think that uh, Roxanne being the prodigy you easily mm-hmm. can have a Roxanne uh, title reign the same way you're having a Braun Breaker one Except Braun Breaker's had a dozen matches in his life. Roxanne's had plenty more. But she still is, to the audience, a new fresh face. Put the title on her now. Give her a nice long title run. Move her up in six months or a year or whatever. But, like, she could be that measuring stick. She could be the tent pole that they have. Because they used to do that with their NXT Women's Champions all the time. Let them be the champion for almost a year. And then move them on. You know what I mean? The Oscars, Pages, um... Bailey wasn't that long. But, you know, you could do that. You could do that with a Roxanne, I think. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. You know, tell me if I'm way off on this, but after watching, because I hadn't watched in, like, two weeks, and so this, today, I watched several episodes of AEW and several episodes of NXT, 
And at the end of it, I really didn't feel like I had missed much. Like, I felt like everything was kind of where I left it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like, oh, thank God I caught up on this. It was like, yeah, it's kind of right where it was. And on both shows, I felt like that. Like, there was a few things that happened here or there. Like, Wardlow got the TNT title, which is very cool for Wardlow. Uh, that was really know, quick. The match. Quick. I was like, wait a minute. I, like, walked away for two seconds. And I'm like, oh. I feel bad for huh? Scorpio. He had a terrible TNT title reign. You know what? Hold on. He's had a terrible AEW reign period. Or That's true. Thing. I and I mean, I get why they brought him in. I get it. You know, he's so talented. And that he's was so another talented. one that they dropped the ball on. You know, him, Hangman. And I'm like, oh, I'm sort of disgusted by it. So. Yeah. As much as I'm bummed out for Scorpio, it is really cool for Wardlow. And I think that. He could breathe some new life into that TNT title. I think it's cool. So, like, yeah, there's some things that happened. But I didn't feel like overall, like, there wasn't anything that was like, oh, my God. Like, no one was messaging me when they knew I was away saying, hey, make sure you catch this match or that. The only match that I really was, like, going to go back to watch was uh, Tony Thunder and that tag match you had mentioned. That's the only match that I had heard in two weeks worth of stuff of, like, hey, don't miss this one. Yeah, my thing was more of, you know... And I did like the Toxic Attraction um, and uh, Court Jaden. Um, I thought it was great. I loved that match. It was great. Um, and I think that, you know, it was good. Yeah, I was a little bummed because, you know, I love Toxic Attraction. But I really, yeah. this is the time. But this is it. This was um, a good way. Yeah. And uh, in, honestly, um, the whole... Uh, and Tony's family thing. I'm like, just like fucking Santos, go goddamn fucking main roster. Put Legato up there. Come on. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. they're still doing down there. Yeah. And not only just that, but now you have, you know, with AEW, if you want to go like head to head with things, I mean, you've gotten Andrade and Roosh. And Legato is like fucking millions and millions of you know better like times better than them and i mm-hmm. you know it, yeah and they're and they're entertaining and they don't need to have a translator yeah no i mean they're they're incredible they are everything that i think that You'd they're like. everything that i mean out of all the things that people have complained about um international talents they're none of those things you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's there's no way they're not exactly what Vince has been looking for in all this. You know what I mean? So I don't get how... Of all the all the people that he could have plucked and said, I want that one, as much as I love L.A. Knight and Max Dupree, I'm shocked it wasn't Delgado, as is. The fact that he plucks L.A. Knight and says, and we're going to change it up completely, is kind of like, what? Like, that's so confusing as opposed to, like, Legato's ready to go as is. Like I'm, I, that one shocked me. You know what I mean? No qualms with Max Dupree, by the way. Massive fan, and I love it. But the models. I'm shocked Legato's still there. Hmm. We need to get the belt off Mello and have Mello in the models. That would be cool. Mello could be good, Absolutely. and it would work because it's an M. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Wesley and Trick Williams. That was a really good match. Yeah, let me say this. <clears throat> Sorry. Shout out to Wesley. 
I mean, fuck. I mean, I, I'm not saying this because I'm I'm a fan, um, but I'm really kind of glad that they didn't kind of dismiss him of, well, your tag partner's gone. Yeah. By you know, and then letting him have a shot. Yeah, I didn't love that he lost, then, but they did a good job the way they did yeah, it, spraying that good, shit in his it eyes. It was a good way to do it. Yeah, it was a good way to do it, and I think that yeah. um, with him. It's just a matter of time when they, I think they're still trying to really work on that angle of, you know, him, how he's, you know, his promos he's been doing and everything. Do and you I think, think that it'll be good in the long run. Yeah. Do you think that this mm-hmm. is their way of getting the North American title onto Wesley and moving Carmella on? Because mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. definitely see that. He could go through yeah. Trick, go through Carmelo, win the big mm-hmm. gold, have a huge emotional moment, and Carmelo can show up yeah, on SmackDown in a week. Yeah, because that's where you you don't expect that the way they've been building up Wesley. Is Correct. The way he, you know he's not going to do that, but yeah, that's how I think that that is going to happen, and I'm hundred percent down for that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I you know, and. And I'm on the choo-choo train, as you know. Hurry, yep. Tiffany Stratton, man. That was, I loved it. That was it was so good. good. Did you see the sign in the audience? Yeah. Someone had a sign that said, Boo the Chew. I know. Well, I was like, whoa. I wonder if she's getting some heat for being, quote, too goofy. Mm, no, it's remember that those are assholes out there. So I wouldn't be surprised. But they were also cheering for Tiffany. They were chanting Tiffany. And I was like, interesting. I think that I mean I do think it's cool because the crowd is getting won over by Tiffany, because she is such a good bitch. Like she is so snotty so... and she's so obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. And the crowd is like eating it up. Yeah. And I mean I even told you with Wendy Chu I feel like that the, the Wendy gimmick is one that I, by all intents and purposes and and historically I don't think I would typically like. And if you wrote it out on paper I would say no I don't want to see that. But the execution of it has been so well done. And I'm all like, I think I love this gimmick. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that a lot of the stuff's gone wrong. Like, all of her pranks don't seem to quite hit, and people still have to sell it. And I'm like, well, that sucks. But <laughs> it's not a character thing. It's a prop thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And as much as I go, I shouldn't like this, like, her music plays, and I'm up. Let's do it. Yeah. And she um, had, the, I think, one of the best entrances I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, she's WWE, having a lot of fun with it. That one pay-per-view. That was the best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. Yeah, the waking up at the bed. Oh, my God, that was great. Yeah. Um, if people are going on the Jericho cruise, I am going to cosplay as Wendy Chu. Oh, yeah, when is that? Isn't that next February. year now? February? Yeah, February. Beginning of February. And if you guys are interested in the Jericho cruise, hit me up because I have a code that you can get um, a discount on your room, and what do I get in return? I get a credit so I can use it toward my booze. Oh, we're booze not getting the credit this year. They're not giving it to us. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And I'll need the booze because apparently I think Ocean Spray's on the same again. Oh. And this time I might kill him. Yeah. For real. I think it would be cool to go because I wouldn't be as interested in all of the all of the events. I would just be wandering around on the cruise, bumping into people, and that would be the most fun part for me. Yeah, well, especially because you know I mean? Cardona is going to be there. Cardona no. and Myers Look, are doing their podcast. I got my Cardona. 
mm-hmm. which I which they probably is going to do even more then because I don't know. Well, hopefully he's back by then. Now that I think about it, because Cardona's injured right now. I don't think he's going to wrestle. I think it's all about his the, the major figure. Yeah. yeah, I think if they do bring someone, Chris bring Colt back again because he's been yeah. on the major brothers uh, the 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 figure pod. Yeah, I mean they're making yeah. they're making him. And I can't wait to order that. Um, if I can't order Colt individually, if other people oh. want some of the other, I can't remember which four they are, which other three. If it comes to Conrad, Colt. I want that one. <laughs> you, you can have that one. You can have that all day. Although I think that might be in the pack. Is Conrad. And I can't remember who they know. I know that there's the pack right but now you know, with Jarrett and Conrad. but Yeah. Well, this, I don't know if it has, but I, I, I haven't been able to order, pre-order it yet. And then also people too, I'm looking for the Ricky Chase, the, the Ricky yeah. Starks Chase, because he's Darby, and I loved Darby. Yeah. And I thought that was oh, great yeah. that he was such a shithead that he did that. Um, I really want that. So um, if you pick it up, I'll pay for it. That, the shipping, and... I'll reward yeah. you. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's not. I'm. I'm not. I probably am taking. I just. I'm. I. I don't think I'll take Darby out of the box because I'll get no. him to sign it. But. Yeah. Um, my regular, the regular one, I'm gonna uh, take out of the box, because, just like I said on episode one, they should have made fashion doll Ricky Stark. So what are people doing? They're getting Ken doll clothing, and putting it on Ricky. And I'm like. Do you not listen to me? You got to give the people what they want, and I know the demographic. So, and people are doing very piss poor shirts. So I'm actually going to be. I want to learn to sew, so I think I'm going to make him clothing, and I'm going to get him a more realistic chain. Yeah, I'm. I'm stepping it up. I wish that the boots could come off, because I will. Like I will try to get, or make, fake Gucci sides because. You know, it's hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it'd be nice too because then they could bring out dolls for girls. Because I would love to have a Thunder Rosa or like one of the ones when Bart, like Barbie, when they had the head and you can like style her hair, or put makeup on her. That'd be so fun to do a Thunder uh, Thunder Rosa with like sugar skull and you can yeah. be really creative with it. I would love that. I wonder if the elite um, figures. I wonder if the if the limbs connect the same way or not because if they're similar you should get like the matt riddle legs and put them on so he's barefoot and then you could but hmm. i don't know if there's any i don't, I don't know. know if there's any barefoot um aew wrestlers yet um so in nxt no. though they repackaged jordan devlin and it looks like a kid uh i heard rumored that there was some sort of qr code thing that i was keeping an eye out but didn't catch but there was like a qr code thing that people are saying might be zoe starks um but if she comes back repackaged, that'd be great. Um, Waller and Mello was really good. Uh, and I think the Wesley story is the way to go with it. Brown Breaker, Cameron Grimes, though. Was Cameron Grimes speaking in a much deeper voice all of a sudden? He has been lately. I feel like it was like That's way I... deeper. 
I don't know if it's way deeper, but it's like more serious kind of tone. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. You know, Cameron. You gotta love Cameron Grimes. I mean, but with him right now, he's in the best fucking shape of his life. You know. And I'm like, holy. I'm like, me who you know. I mean, I'm used to seeing him. You know, every month at PWG, and you know, he's the Carolina Caveman, and. You know, like the first time I saw him when he was like shaved the chest, I was like, that, who is this guy? I don't know this man. What happened to Trevor Lee? Trevor fucking Lee. But I, you know, love me some Cam Grimes. But I will say it was kind of sad that he didn't win because I, I'm trying to figure what is it going to take for them to finally move Braun up. Because, I mean, honestly, even though, yeah, he's only had a handful of matches, he's probably just as good as some of these guys who've been there for a long time. You know? And so, and I thought that maybe, you know, with Cameron Grimes, that would be a person that you can put that on right now. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't know. Yeah, if not who, him who? Joe Gacy, maybe, but... That kind of already but, sailed. Yeah, that totally sailed. Because now I'm like curious. What are you gonna do with Joe Gacy now? Yeah. So that kind of makes me cringe. Yeah. But it was cool. I thought they might move it this time with all the hurt shoulder stuff with Braun, but maybe they want to keep him there for a year and really get him ready. You know. But I agree with you. I At mean, this point, he's good enough. At this point, if he can have a good match with Dolph Ziggler, he'll be fine. You know what I mean? That's not to oh. knock on Dolph Ziggler. It's just to say that he knows how to work with Ziggler. with veteran talent. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, and not only just that too, but like other people like having like the Miz. Like if you had a match with like the Miz, some of these guys that are more like kind of showboaty mm-hmm. that you can really kind of see, you know, how his chops are. Maybe if you were to give him someone who's a little bit more, I don't know more of a name ish that you know you could put him up there with as a really good test i don't know who it would be on the roster because remember i don't really watch her anymore um so that's where i would my you do some great stuff with Sami Zayn. you do incredible program with him Sami Zayn. that's true that's true and Sami Zayn would would just fold up like an accordion you know yeah i Um, think kevin owens eventually that would be a great one the yep. thing with Kevin Owens, but not not right away. No, 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 no. Uh, so when I was in the uh, in the Airbnb over the the last week, we were flipping through because we we didn't get USA, so we couldn't watch Raw, but we did find uh, Impact, and it was old Impact, and it was some sort of like best of Impact, and they ended up playing um, Joaquin Wild versus Cameron Grimes, obviously under different names, but it was a match of the two of them. Yeah, and it was uh, it was about eleven years old. 12 years or so because it was a program that was it was actually the the genesis program to hot mess chelsea green and uh it was uh while bobby lashley was the champion which by the way did you know uh, bobby lashley had a match with josh barnett no really we gotta find it they were building towards that match and i was like holy shit uh but are we missing i know bobby lashley versus barnett are you kidding me uh but it had um Joaquin Wilde and Cameron Grimes, and as I was watching it, it was really neat to see to see where they were ten years ago because you can see the definitive growth now. 
you can see what they were like on the indies and see what uh, the performance center did for them. You know what I mean? Like, what's different now? This, and I, Was this one from 2016 uh, where Cameron Grimes had the belt? Uh, he might have, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I'm just looking right. I, I just had to pull it up. Like, ooh, when did that? Because I see that. Um, and then there was... Um, I think it was the two of them also wrestled it. Um, wait a minute, was I there? Hold on here. Hold on here. I think I was. Hold on. Yes, I was there. I see yeah. myself. Okay. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I saw that match live. It was at, um, the week of. It was All In Week, mm. and um, yeah, and I saw it. It was the the night with the. In, I, I believe this is the same night where the. Sammy Callahan security guard with the gun thing happened. Oh. Um, again, internet people, some idiot who wasn't even there was like, oh my God, people are running for their lives out of the uh, Logan Auditorium. I'm like, whoa, 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 who's running out for their lives? Nobody. I didn't mm-hmm. see that. They were like, oh, shots were fired. When? I didn't hear any. I was mm-hmm. there. Yeah. No. Yeah. You just like almost like, got to the point where Sammy was about to fucking kill you. Even if he had the gun, he wouldn't fucking care. You know, he was that pissed off. So, yeah, no. But that was the same one, and I remember, if I remember that match correctly, it was actually pretty sweet. It was pretty yeah. good, but it, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, ooh, like, they could have done that. Ah, it'd be nice if they did something like this. And as I was watching, I started realizing that they obviously were getting coached later on, and they have been getting better. But, like, there was a lot of, like, rushing through stuff, oversells or no-sells, like, it was a lot of like them figuring it out, but doing a lot of the moves. Um, so it was really cool to watch. Cause it was like, it was still good, but mm-hmm. you get to see what they look like 10 years ago and realize how far they've come and how dedicated That's they are. 10 years? That's not 10 years. 2016? It's eight years. But Asian Matt says seven. It wasn't 2016. Look up when Bobby Lashley was the champion. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Bobby Lashley, TNA champion. Let's see. You won. Yeah, uh, hold on. We can see Bobby Lashley versus uh, Josh Barnett on YouTube, by the way. Oh, yeah? When was it? Yeah. Uh... Uploaded it. It's gonna be like 2011 or something like that. I bet you. Uh, no, or 2010. 2017. Yeah. What? Yeah. It says March 2, 27. Yeah, 2017. Oh, yeah, championship reign 2016, 2018. All right. Yeah. Ten so, years. I'm ten like. Ten years. Ten years. Been Colt Cabana would have been um, Scotty Goldman. That's over ten years. Yeah. 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 So ten Ish. years. That's. How well, no, works. wait, no, no. Mm. Now I'm like mistaken. Hold on. <laughs> a rabbit hole with people. It was like six. It was like six. Yeah. Uh, I'm like ten. 
Because some of these guys haven't been wrestling that that long. Yeah. Which is also crazy, yeah. though. But, I mean, it's really cool to see how far they've come with all that stuff and, and to see oh, yeah. um, them oh, getting yeah. better as they yeah, go. With, yeah, with Colt, that, yeah, like I said, that was a long time ago. That was 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I've been a diehard Colt person for, like, 11 years now. Yeah, he's the so. Colt of personality. Yeah, before uh, some Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything you else? Had that shirt. Anything else? No, but I did want to say this because you mentioned no selling and whatever. I the two people who are the king of no sells. Yeah. Going back to Forbidden Door. Ocean Spray and Orange Cassidy. Both oh, of yeah. them sold the shit out of it, which I was like, what the really? fuck? Nice. Yeah, I was like, Ocean Spray. When do you sell for people? When? Yeah, when? I had something to prove. That match huh? went, yeah, that match went on a little too long. And it was very sloppy on Ocean Spray's part. I have someone who's never who had never seen him. And they're like, I don't understand why you hate them. I go, watch the match. Then tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, that guy's not very good. Because he's fat and doesn't do flippy shit anymore. <laughs> he's boring as fuck. You know, at least fucking have a have a gimmick. You know, like do, do something. Not a douchebag as a gimmick. Don't play yourself, dude. You know, all those Brits, like all those great Brits that were from around that time, all had something you don't. Not just personality, but they, you know, there was something about what they did. That's why it took you... That's why it took almost, what was it, almost eight, nine years until someone else was able to be the um, triple crown of Rev Pro UK. Hmm. Yeah, Ocean Spray. Took you that long. Marty did it in 2013 because he beat Colt, or 2014, right, as he was transitioning into being the villain. And guess what? Again, our friend Marty, Marty is also is better than you, and it proved it again, yet again. So, yeah, I'm just saying that. I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill. Yeah, and you I do really it want every to see week. the leaders. I do, and I want to see the leaders wrestle again. I do because that was a great tag team. When you have Marty and his you know hijinks, and you have Zack Saber Jr. turning everybody into a pretzel. Mm. Yeah, I enjoy that. Right. I didn't get to see a lot of um, of Claudio Pretzel. That's where I think it lacked it lacked a little. Uh, like just nice. the straight up Matt like a uh, uh, submission kind of catch stuff. Yeah, mm, I can see that's that. That's what it is. I was like, I'll mm, tell you though, but... I do want to see uh, uh, Zack Saber Jr. and Thatcher now. After we talked about it, I want to see that. I think it has been done. Let me look. Because now that actually just gave me gross gift feet because I didn't have any stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, anything else? Are you ready for last call? Uh, I'm ready for the last call. Yeah, yeah. Guys, uh, we will be back next week uh, right here in the dive bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one. Guys, that's last call. Cheers. The producer lady here, thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us.
by Firewatch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with Weston on the rocks.